Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more new features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, the Roosters prove their Darth Vader scary in the beginning, but ultimately legless, armless burned victims. Nathan Cleary sets an example for the Burgess brothers by standing up to the guy who's fucking his mum. Tom Travojevic becomes the NRL ambassador for Cruzon Syndrome. Google it. Plus, we look back at all the action from round 23 of the 2017 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 267 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Uh, welcome to the new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. As always, uh, we appreciate you know, hearing hearing from you guys so much and uh, with the memberships as well. Like so many new faces and stuff this year. Hey, I, I was telling you, I don't think I said it on the show, but um, there's a situation probably oh, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and I was down at um, Brighton Bulldogs Soccer Club for uh, an away game for Killer and getting in the car after the game just about to leave to go home I was just chatting to my old man and um, this car goes past and windows down and a chick yells out go Twill and I'm like that's fuck you saved that I'm like that's fucking weird and I'm sure I told you off the like, yeah, off you it, did yeah. but you know fucking another soccer story yeah and so I'm thinking oh. I'm thinking to myself like that's fucking peculiar <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't wearing a hoodie or anything like identifying or you know at all, and I was like, I was like, oh, I think I think Killer might have had his on when we got out of the car walking to the game, yeah. but he didn't have it on after the game because you know we'd warmed up and it was you yep. know he was hot and everything after playing, and then finally I start getting emails from uh, guys wanting memberships and stuff, and then one of them on Facebook finally drops it was I think I believe it was Andy's wife but uh, Dan and who did, at the meetup and um, the reason why they knew it was me is because they were at the meetup at the Hotel LA gotcha the other week and uh, <clears throat> before the the double header and um, yeah so it was the wife of one of those dudes that drove past and <laughs> yeah, so I was like that's good because that was a fucking mystery because I was like I wasn't wearing like a big fucking like a rest fault scarf and shit going hey look at me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week in league and then then you could you know make the you know make if you hadn't met me then you could make the the assumption like oh you know who's that fucking super handsome dude with a beard and everything that's probably the that's probably Nate or how about this yeah you're at a soccer match yeah and like you know there there could have been like fucking you know Les Murray's funeral could have been on at that time it's true and nobody would have appreciated diving as much as you do. That's possible. So when somebody take a dive, you screaming out, yes, like a fucking young Jamie Lyon, might have given you away. 
on the whole dive anything. Thankfully, our, 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 our coach, he, he will not tolerate that shit. But let me tell you, North Pine, any of you guys are parents or, you know, this North Pine, over at like the back of like Dacoban somewhere, yeah. fucking North, North Pine, and Brighton, not so much, but North Pine, my God, those kids... If one of our kids ran past them and like tackled the ball, they just fucking do like a commando roll, one knee clutched to their fucking midsection like they'd been shot. Oh and like, God. There's two problems there. Either one, they're being coached to be absolute little bitches, or two, they watch too much soccer. <laughs> which either which is either of which is not uh, really that acceptable. Look, here's, I, you know, I've I've seen these kids play um, through many different rule changes. Mm-hmm. As the ages uh, goes up. Yeah, as it goes yeah. up. It used to be, when they got there, and yep. this, you know, we're probably talking under sixes, maybe under sevens, that they would take runs at a group of kids who were all trying to shoulder charge them. <laughs> like, they would just take... It was, it was like reverse kill the deal with the pill. Yeah. Where one kid would hold a ball and just, like, run a gauntlet <laughs> of 40 other kids... <laughs> Trying to put sunny bills on it, yeah, yeah, and half the time they'd miss the guy carrying the ball and <laughs> kill a guy, other kill him, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the NRLs outlawed that, so they don't see that in the games. They don't do it anymore. Game's gone soft. Well, the thing at the moment, which I'm young brains are durable. <laughs> at least, have, at least give me like five years of it. You know, a bit of fun. <laughs> oh, um, before you nerf the game completely for him. Fuck. Yeah, so. <laughs> Tell you what, if they do it enough, at least I'll get some assistance on their HSC. <laughs> get a scribe or something. But, um, uh, yeah, the thing now is um, field goals and conversions. What about them? Field goals and conversions. Like, well, oh, they've added them into the mix now. No, it, yeah, it used to be yep. that they'd want to run and shoulder charge each other. Okay. Um, oh, so now every kid wants to line up and Greg Inglis it, no matter what the score. <laughs> <laughs> Before and after the games, yeah. all they want to do is set them up from the corner. Oh, okay. Are, are, are any of them, have they, any of them graduated to setting them up from the corner post and trying to, you know, JT yeah. fucking hook it in? No, they haven't. But you know what they're all really fucking good at doing? What's that? Putting the ball on the tee. Yeah. Like a fucking, prof- like Tiger Woods motherfucking caddy. Is how Me- measuring. They're studying the lie of the air. <laughs> Measuring their, their measuring how many steps and everything, and yeah. taking their back and steps. And they're coming back. And it rolls bend. 10 metres along. like they, you know, posts to the ball, posts to the ball, arm out for balance, <laughs> run in. Piggy Riddell, Zig Heil. And then they just fucking <laughs> toe poke it straight. <laughs> it's so fucking great to watch. Oh, um, but they looked the business up until that point, though. Yeah, that's it. They've got the man, I mean, whoever their favourite player is, they've got his mannerisms for approaching a ball yeah. down. Of to a deck. Yeah. When he goes in, he yeah. goes back, and then he wipes his brow with his right arm, and then wipes his brow with his left arm. <laughs> then he kicks the ball. Yeah. Follows through and uh, opens a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect emulation. Oh, wonderful. Um, <laughs> is he throwing grenades as well? <laughs> <laughs> Getting amongst that business. Um, got a new listener. At no underscore under underscore scores. I'm not sure this I'm not sure he understands the concept of no underscores, but he calls himself no underscores and even in his his you know display name or whatever you call it, 
No underscore, under <laughs> underscores there. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. New. Very sharp rugby league mind. I'll be an asset for the pod if utilised effectively. 14 is probably my position. <laughs> Taped formation. <laughs> so someone who's... Uh, I'm not sure if he's new to, oh, new to Twitter, great. but... Um, but not a new listener to the show because he's, he's touching on some stuff yeah. I mean the, the whole underscore thing I haven't you know yeah I rail against it most weeks but not nearly as much as you know a couple of months ago no. so this is someone who's been around for a little while but welcome sir fantastic um, change your fucking handle uh, Ben Dunn 43 said I wore my this week in league hoodie to basketball big win coincidence more than likely hashtag all we do is win nope they have a special they're imbued with a special uh, special juju as they say, as they say. <laughs> uh, unwashed B-Boy182 sent us a picture of his dog Pepper keeping warm in the Irish green hoodie he's got hashtag dogs of twill nation I don't think that'll take off and now I say that there'll be fucking nothing but dog pictures coming through for the next week yeah uh, that, that's just way too fucking like my dog ain't touching any of my hoodies little cunt yeah look I'm I'm not not a dog person. Yeah. You're not a dog person, though. No, I'm I'm a person person. Like, I've, I've had dogs. Yeah. They're fucking fantastic. They're a lot of fun. But if it comes down to it, like, my kids are lucky they're not homeless if they <laughs> piss me off. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through a phase of uh, not friends with... Uh, our dog. Like, the fact that even to say our dog was almost like, it almost fucking stuck in my throat. Yeah, so that's too close <laughs> to some sort of weird fucking bulldogs fandom, dogs of tornation. Yeah, that's true. And we don't want none of those. No. Except for old GT. But, you know, at least put in twill, you know, maybe twill tails. Mm-hmm. A clever little play on word. Yep. T-A-I-L. No, no, let's not do that at all. How about that? Uh, total Ben RL. The UK postcodes rock. Reason being in is each code represents only eight houses. Sat nav is easy. Weather and food still dismal though. The fuck does sat nav have to do with postcodes? I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Who's putting the postcode in the sat nav? And even how then, do you operate things in there in in England? Even there, when I put an address into my sat nav, mm-hmm. it gives me. The address, not <laughs> one of eight. Here's eight potential ones that the one you want could be. <laughs> Fucking roll the dice. Well, that's the sat nav thing, isn't it? I mean, the the, the postcode it it narrows it down to eight, but sat nav is what you do to, to increase those odds even further, <laughs> eightfold, if you will. <laughs> Fucking Christ! No wonder Diana killed herself. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe she maybe she had the same opinion about postcodes, and that's why they killed her. <laughs> <laughs> she was in a fucking car through a tunnel and someone's yeah. gone oh we need to get here and she's gone I can't get you there but I can get you to one of the seven residences well, surrounding it well they said he's just gone fuck this well they had to get to a safe house right and and, and, and the guy's gone one of eight one of eight chairs. he just couldn't deal with eight possibilities <laughs> oh. the probability <laughs> oh Fucking hell. We Great could, weekend we, of football. Oh, <laughs> we could talk about that all night. <laughs> um, this timely tweet, Devon Head said, I'm standing on a corner working, laughing hard at stepdad's DCE impersonation. And uh, this week it'll be, of course, the, uh, he'll, be, he'll be standing on a corner 
working, laughing hard at your uh, Princess Die impersonation. I just realised my Princess Die impersonation is very close to my DCE impersonation. I'll tell you what, you're much better at Princess Die than uh, than old real dad was at, like, Gareth Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were great days. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Ma underscore Aaron, he he alerted to this to this gem for discussion this week. Uh, it's it's taken from like fucking I don't know, like Sporting News or whatever the one of that site is. Hmm. It's a screenshot though, so I couldn't follow a link to it. But it said uh, the other day I wrote that Robbie Farah is unlikely to be at Souths next year, despite having a year to run on his contract. Over the last few days, I found out the real reason why. It seems shock horror. South players aren't big fans of the controversial former Tigers hooker. I'm hearing that senior players, especially playmakers Adam Reynolds and John Sutton, have complained to coach Michael Maguire about Farrah's style on the field. They say he won't listen to their calls for the ball and often goes it alone in the other direction, resulting in breakdown in set plays. <laughs> Be careful what you say. Be very... Choose your words very carefully. What? Very... Because... You know fucking why. I said... But if South Sydney beat the Dragons, yeah, I will never say, say a bad. an unkind thing mm-hmm. about Farah. Mm-hmm. And so, and as I said to the biggest tiger, I who hold, is the actual monitor of this? I I hold Farah Fawcett in the <laughs> highest esteem. You didn't. You you, you, oh, you were talking about Farah Fawcett. I, I didn't say I wasn't. <laughs> Um, uh, it is that your phone still? Jesus Christ! Yes. You know what it is? It's all these fucking people logging on playing fucking Star Wars. That's <laughs> what we should be doing right now. Is this, is uh, <laughs> fuck this twenty minute episode? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's our thing. It, it it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Like it, as much as I rag on Robbie Farrow. Yes. Um, it, it's really unfortunate. Up until this point, it was only assumed. Correct. You know, it was only... There were a lot of shit-moving parts in the equation yes. when it was just at the West Tigers. And, and yes. there, were, there was a lot of tongue-in-cheek about it. Mm-hmm. You know, da da But, you know, unfortunately, if, if something looks like a duck and quacks like a duck... Burns a schnitzel like a duck... Um, yeah and I I really hope this isn't another case of of somebody taking like just elaboration look this was said about him at the Tigers and at Origin level so it must be happening here I fucking hope that's not the case this screenshot looks like I mean I'm I'm not sure if it's it's like the lurker thing on that side or it, it, it looks like it could be something like that you know, one of those rumorish, you know, rumor mongering type I've, things. I've but had, um, I've had journalists, like professional, this is my career journalists, mm-hmm. say to me on Twitter, oh, you know, things change. We just report everything. Yeah. And we're not going to put out, we're not, we're not going to fucking back anything for any length of time that we as say. Long, as long as there's no, like, financial ramifications to me or the paper, yeah. things change. Yeah. Fucking dicks. But, and you know, there's been something wrong at South all year, and everyone's seen it. Mm-hmm. And if and also the the Damien Cook 
the energy lift and, and the I'm, speed of play and the rest of it. That's exactly what I'm yep. talking about. And Souths are a club where you just sort of... If people hate Souths, they hate Souths. For getting read into the competition. No, well, it's almost like they had... No, it's I'm telling apathy. you. It's <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, this is a thing on Twitter that was like a, a, a retweet thing going yeah. around where people were like, you know... Most hated what's club. The, well, no, no, not most hated club. It was like... It was some American dude. And it was just yeah. like, you know, what sporting moment, you know, brought you to tears or something like that. And like the amount of times I saw South coming back. coming back into yeah. the comp. But that's the thing, though. <laughs> Nobody hates Souths with passion. It's just like, you know, I hate Souths. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so, know. To, for everyone else to be able to say that there is something wrong when Farrah's in that position, um, yeah. when there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Okay, so underrated 13s. We've got Cattle Dog Blue has <laughs> given us his uh, most underrated 13. Fantastic. Number one, Kirk Yidley. Wingers? Kirk Gidley. <laughs> Centers, Kirk Gidley, Kirk Gidley. 5'8", Kirk Gidley. Halfback, Kirk Gidley. The pack, Kirk Gidley, Kirk Gidley, Kirk Gidley. Going through to 13, Kirk Gidley. <laughs> he's left uh, 9, 10, uh, 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, no, that's okay. I guess he's just put them all through. Just a straight pack of Kirk Gidley. <coughs> How can you be fucking underrated? Like, that'd be a decent joke if it actually was someone that was underrated. He fucking captained his state. From the, from the bench, I mean, I mean that is a, an incredible feat. Which is that's like the <laughs> ultimate overrated player. You <laughs> yeah. have done the opposite. The thing, the thing about uh, the thing about our cattle dog is now the Knights have won two in a row. His demeanour's changed oh, yeah. markedly. He's not the surly one that he was only a few weeks ago. Uh, we've got um, <laughs> Dominic, whose whose handle is at N D E S C R. So I presume it's. Underscore, <laughs> you pack of cunts. Underrated thirteen. Gordon Ross Aitken Gray. Hang on, hang on. At the back, Gordon. Gordon. Yep. Wingers DWZ and Ross. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I think Ross is potentially a touch overrated because of his, you know, personality and stuff. But uh, centers Aitken yeah. Gray. Yep. Okay, where were we? Yeah. C Walker. Walker M Cornish it's Mitch Cornish no I don't think Cornish is, is Cornish underrated is he rated does anyone rate him I don't know uh, so then we go Lou Levy Lawrence across the front hang Wait. on which Lou I presume I presume it would be the Roosters Lou yeah, okay. if I was going to guess it's not Louie I'm just double checking no, no. okay good no and then uh, then we've got uh, Adam Elliott Nathan Brown and then uh, SST is, uh, is Locke I dare say, I dare say, the, the days of SST being underrated, I, I think they may have ended emphatically with that second half performance against the Cowboys, <laughs> where he tumbled, tumbled the fuck yeah. out of the Cowboys <laughs> <Yes>. single-handedly. Um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, I, but still, I, yep, on the right, and and they're, they're those perfect sorts of players. Like Michael Gordon's a fucking great example. Yeah, like kicks goals from anywhere, plays like he could have fucking come from the starting scene of Saving Private Ryan and would have run onto the footy field for someone. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. More of that. I like that. Um, and we had a we had a suggestion uh, from the same, from Dominic again. Uh, he, he suggested he had a grub 17 for discussion. Hmm. Slater at fullback. I don't know if you could find another fullback that could really fit the, fit the position. I think Slater's probably a yeah. Okay. Wing, 
Tate. Yes. Hopawate selects yeah. himself, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Captain coach. <laughs> One centre, Hodges. Agree 100%. Yes. Other centre, Pomeroy. Now, I never really got that... I mean, no. I, I will admit, not being a Sharkies fan, I probably didn't have the microscope on him as much yeah. as closely, perhaps. But I would never, I wouldn't have thought that. Uh, yeah, he. Mm. Not enough to get selection over. Probably, you know, I'm sure there's other far more deserving centres. Anyway, we mm. moved to five eighth, and uh, Gregory Bird, of course, yes, selects himself a halfback. I think <laughs> Josh Reynolds uh, once again also selects yeah. himself. Yeah. Front row of Gaia. Yes. Ennis, yes. Morley, See, Guy yes. Was, Guy wasn't a grub. But, uh, look, I, I feel that the grub and maybe, like, thug conflated yeah, a bit. Different. because He's not a grub. Yeah. He just ran at people with his elbows. <laughs> and that is still one of my favourite fucking <laughs> nights of rugby league action. Where oh. just got Peter Jackson, bam, pull, pull off, bam. <laughs> Uh, Wally Wanker in his face, yeah. tremendous. Um, um, yeah, so Morley, uh, undoubtedly. I mean, he's he's yeah. got to be one of the all-time high high marks in suspensions. Thug, he a grub. Yeah, he, he wasn't like pulling dudes' stitches open in like Gallon style. And yeah, believe me, Gallon gets a run. Yeah. Um, yeah, O'Donnell. <laughs> was yeah. he a grub? Or was he a fucking psycho? <laughs> Also, one of my favourite moments Again, of origin yeah. history. I think the whole grub thing is that it's that underhanded, dirty cunt. Like a Slater or a Smith. Because yeah. Cameron Smith, one of the cleanest skin PR players of yes. the game. However, he has been complicit. I mean, he, he escaped the biggest ass whipping in the history of Rugby League Grand Finals just by virtue of being a grub. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that one's... He's got a lot of asterisks on him. But that one, which is set in stone, he managed to dodge. Um, Talis and uh, O'Donnell. So then we've got, got Talis as well. Mm. And then Gallon uh, in the lock. And Gallon is obviously, once again, another guy that selects himself a thousand times so over. So you play Gallon at prop and you play Maguire in lock. Yeah, that too. Then we've got a bench here. Webb. Well, presumably presumably he's uh, referring to Carl. I just remember him just being a bit of a dickhead, having that that weird uh, the Q shape that he said that time. And he he was like the first, one of the first people I saw with those stupid fucking giant earring stretcher earlobe. Oh really? Things. Yeah. Okay. No, I did, I've never. Yeah. I did not see that. Okay. Uh, Mason. Is he a grub? He's a bit of a larrikin, I thought. Was yeah. he a grub though? I don't know. That's a little bit up for debate. I just, I just don't. Scott, Bo Scott, yes. Bit of a thug, but I think he's also got a touch of touch of the the old gallon to him for the underhandedness. No, see, I'd throw Bo Scott in the grubby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to find a spot for Isaac Luke in there. Yeah, it's just, it's just so, it's just so hard to think of Isaac Luke as a grub because my my. Overriding memory of Isaac Luke is the 2007 finals. It was the first time Manly were back in the finals after a while out and, and the Northern Eagles saga and everything. And I was sitting pretty much two two rows back on the sideline at Brookvale Oval for the first round of finals against South. And the South's bench was directly in front of us. And he's there and I'm just like, 
the whole game, I'm just chipping. Like, does your mum know you're out there? In the f- he's so fucking little. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, no, he's I'm, a- I'm talking about. You remember when he was trying to like break Cunt's yeah. legs? Yeah. The- oh, he's he, yeah, he's a grub though. Yeah. But it's just so weird because he's just like he's like a like an evil leprechaun. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's just so little. <laughs> There you go. Send us your ideas. If you've got, he put Matai on the bench too, and that's just fucking outrageous. I mean, no, he was a grub. He he had he had a couple of high tackles, but I mean, one of them again. I I'm not saying like grub. he never did. He but see the thing, he never he he did some thug shit, but he never did grub shit. No, he, okay. He's he was all like knocking dudes out in legal tackles, His knocking words. Michael Ennis out in an illegal tackle, which I think that's a wash. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's kind of like a Dally M, you know, Player of the Year sort of shit right there. So. I think we're, we're pretty certain with most of the backs. I think what you would do if you were making, if I was making a Grub Seventeen, I would I would look for for Melbourne Storm's team of the century, and I'd pencil them into every slot. Then you start going through and substituting players out, like Greg Bird. Obviously, he gets over. You know, like you would never say that somebody like a yeah, like you. Okay, so team but even look at Munster. Like Munster's got that fucking. fucking he's got that shit in his game yeah. too. So yeah, he hasn't done anything like. Over the top yet, but you can just see it's in his, it's it's in there <laughs> waiting to get out. <laughs> he's got that kind of cunt in him, like Mitchell Moses does. He's got that. that he's, there's this like this inner cunt that's just screaming to get let out. I can tell you, Moses and Brooks. Yeah, one of them tripped. You know, their mm-hmm. former halves partner over a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not named after a fucking pretend Bible man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. There you go. Send us in your thoughts. We need we need a better forward pack though. There's a lot of thugs, not grubs. Yeah, and I mean it's it's it's, it's when you make that dis- distinction, I think the task gets a lot harder. Like does McDougal's knee get an honourable mention? Oh, it's got it. I mean he fucking stomped Tuvi. I mean that's that's like, I mean what is that? That's like the order a, of Australia, right there. A stomp, I'm a, talking about his a, knees. No, but a stomp on something is that like a is that a thug like because a thug thing like head high tackle. Is like a thug that's thing. A thug thing. So you're saying it was so my so guy throwing the elbows. That's thug. Thug. So I think stomping someone. That's that's got that's almost like rides the fucking both both sides of the. Yeah, but you know what I mean. If it's a cockroach, and I don't mean like <laughs> New South Wales, I just mean a fucking. You did me, but he's <laughs> two. He's like he's a tremendous um, man. One yeah. of the greatest men. Yeah. Because then you got Ian Roberts fucking up Gary Jack too. But that's just straight up. Gangster shit. That, like. was, yeah. <laughs> that was pugilism. <laughs> I'm a pugilist. And have to, have to be coached by Tommy Radonikus. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Although there's probably others. I remember if, oh, Mr. Jacks, my, the year nine math teacher at my school who happened to be the rugby league coach. That motherfucker, he's like, he's coaching us at training on Tuesday afternoons half the school. He's coaching us to fucking go eye gouges and shit. He's like, with the intention, with the, with the intention of provoking a punch to be thrown from the other side, yeah. at which they would then be punished. Like, so he was like, like he was, he was teaching underhanded shit. The boys, if you've got a scrotum, you want to pinch, Scroo- not pull. Pinch, not pull. You want to grab and twist. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. But we did we did very well um, in the Commonwealth Bank Cup as it was known back then. Uh, one year until our entire spine was expelled in one fell swoop <laughs> over some racial shit. Um, I had I had a, a very racist school in the administration, oh, really? and they pretty much expelled almost every Aboriginal 
Really? In one. Yeah, it was on. It was on fucking like a current fair or whatever. <laughs> Today tonight or whatever. Yeah, it was. It was fucking pretty big. <coughs> um. Okay, where are we? Jay's really tired tonight, and I've been drinking. So, good show. Yeah, I've turned up and. <laughs> That's on the fucking balls deep in the ciders. Rock starked. <laughs> Shana eighty six. I've seen Jason Jackson dance the thriller with a pair of zombies in the middle of the pitch pre-game. It's fucking Neverland Ranch. <laughs> that's, that's the definitive fucking statement on the issue for me. If Shana says Neverland Ranch, he's he left the best years of his life on that fucking pitch, son. You respect his. <laughs> You respect what he's got to say. Lynn Shields, um, FYI, Albie Mangles perving on Judy Green. He's still alive. And she sent us a picture of Albie, a great photograph of a young blonde lady in a bikini. Albie Mangles standing to, to her left. And he's just looking clearly directly at her tits. <laughs> Albie, I'll tell you what. You can't keep that man down. He's tremendous. you got to love yeah. the fucking size of the gonads on a man who wears a pair of jeans to the beach. <laughs> Like, fucking a beach visit wasn't a surprise to him that day. He fucking knew he was going there. He's <laughs> pretty much the premise for his entire... The entire reason the camera was ever on him. And the top button's undone on the jeans and they're rolled up. And he's like, I got fucking sand chafing me everywhere. And I don't give a fuck. <laughs> At Misanthropia... Thropia... I was playing, this is a regarding the uh, age group and the size and the big kid and the doggies catchment. I was playing up two age groups till I was six to under 16s. We'll develop better skills instead of give it to big kid was probably the best thing I did. Mm. There you go. We had, um, old mate warriors suck balls. Okay. Mm. I underscore am underscore a underscore warrior spelled incorrectly. This was my response to the little, the big little dude problem. And he's uh, pasted something that he's uh, commented and facey. What we do with our really advanced kids is to tell them they have to pass the ball every 10 metres after they've scored two tries. This encourages teamwork and lets all the other kids know that they have to back up all the time. On D, we hold them back about 15 metres behind the defensive line and give the opposition teams a chance to create overlaps. It's all about the kids having fun. Parents probably don't care as much, so long as no one gets seriously hurt, smart, coach, smart coaches will be able to create workarounds. Yeah, and look, I alluded to that point last week mm. where I said two things have to happen there. If a much larger, and I'm talking much larger kid is playing, yep. then the coaches have to be on it, yep. and the refs have to be on it. Unfortunately, just as the kids are learning the game, that's where the yep. refs go to learn the game. Yep. So they're yep. not on it. And unfortunately, a lot of coaches are cunts. Were you telling me the story about, someone was telling me the story about the Stewarts. Stuart brothers, particularly Brett Stewart, back in the, in the junior days, it might have been it might have been S actually. Just talking to someone who knew knew him back the, back in the day, yeah. and was saying that their coach would because Brett would just, would just fucking kill them and score ten tries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he, and so he so he would say like to he's like twenty minutes. No, he'd be like no, he'd be like that's okay. Now you know we're gonna we're gonna go and sit him down. Oh, yeah, no, fantastic. And the, and the other team's coach would all hundred percent of the time we go no 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 yeah don't you know he's got to play you know, he's playing too. Like, <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> once the game was like destroyed, like okay, now we're gonna you know we're gonna sit him down because he's clearly yeah. far above the level of this, you know. But um, yeah. it, look, un- unfortunately, these things are gonna be so f- few and far between. Yep. Um, it it's not something that has a happy outcome. And you yep. saw during the week that the like that poor fucking kid. A first of all, 
And he was thinking like he's a thing of quitting. And this happened after we recorded. Then yeah. he's got to fucking spend time with Josh Reynolds just for a fucking media opportunity. Paul Khan's probably like, gee, you know, he's, he's probably been tripped over about six to eight times in that Is period. Is there anything worse for someone like, because he's not used to being tackled. Cunt's never seen a blade of grass close to his face. Yeah, but there's a reason why trips are illegal too. But that's what I'm saying. It's far worse than a tackle. Yeah, but he's not used to falling at all, and all of a sudden yep. he's in a room with Josh Reynolds. And he's in a position where it's like, it's, it's like walking when you're walking on ice. It's like one minute, one minute you're having a great time, next minute you're looking up at the fucking sky. Here's <laughs> the thing. I know you meant like on a lake of frozen water. <laughs> yeah, I meant walking on. I meant specifically walking on a road in winter in Japan. Because believe me, my tailbone does not forget. <laughs> but this is what I'm trying to go. Well, yeah, you're thinking. Well, yeah, so, so your your brain a glass pipe in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. How do you trip water? You're not careful when you. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. If the coaches are on and the refs are on, then that's fantastic. But, yeah. Yeah. Not happening. At Blue MTS said, I love in the gamer chat. Best example of a quality indie gameplay without giving you shit about graphics? Minecraft. Yes. Obvious choice. And uh, I actually uh, can't believe that um, I didn't think about that one when we were talking about it in the first place. Uh, Mr. Wars, of course, has to have his say. He said, is there anything better than doing a big, long shit while listening to This Week in League and playing Candy Crush? Pretty much not. That's as good as it gets. He's uh, living the dream, I guess. <laughs> if the authorities in Singapore knew what he was getting up to on the toilet, he would be caned a fucking hundred times a week. <laughs> I mean, they got laws against him. Candy Crush isn't illegal. No, but I imagine the shits he takes probably are according to them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they got very, they got very stringent quality <laughs> and cleanliness standards in that place. De Niro, um, now it comes out. The fucking albatross of all time, Jay. <laughs> Bets on the Dragons with expected results. Bet on Penrith, cunt. I have. Fucking undefeated. Well, yeah, so you only started betting halfway through the season then, or, you know, two-thirds of the way through the season. Yeah. Or you've been betting against him at the start of the season? No, not at all. Oh, you're never betting against your team. Pecco Nicolo. Jake, who uh, doesn't doesn't tweet a lot, but uh, he was at the meetup last year. I uh, literally have not bought shapes for years, yet here I sit with chicken crimpies watching the Rabbitohs. Fucking good on you, son. He's tagged Arnest Bickies in there, and Arnest need to recognise <coughs> we've, that we've reinvigorated the shapes industry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, show us some of that folding stuff. Fucking to Show your appreciation. And by folding stuff, I mean parts of the box that fold backwards. So We're can, full of shapes. So I can get to the delicious crumpies. <laughs> uh, astronauts, um, astronauts tweeted us a picture, a photograph, staking my claim on Hamilton Island and over the, the hat. Uh, Crow Q&A, listening to episode 266 after a wild night out in Rapongi, Tokyo. Oof. Uh, Rapongi is a... Didn't he play for Paramount? <laughs> yeah. I remember when I went to Japan for school in like year 11 it was like under no circumstances are you to fucking go out to Rapongi <laughs> and then when I go over there you get, it's got this aura built up about it you know so you go there and it's like oh, it's, all right. it's like a nightclub district so, you know, it's, it's alright yeah, I mean, okay. yeah it's certainly not the wildest wildest place I went to um, <clears throat> it's like a kid you drive through Fishwick you're giggling and giggling and giggling <laughs> <laughs> at a BP Loftus Great pot again, lads. Not as exotic a location as some, but downloaded and listened to in uh, 
Banal Medina Thang. As far as I'm concerned, it's very exotic. That's spicy thing. Any, any, exactly, anywhere where they got the spicy lift. Cruzy06. Can you say twill tourist, hashtag twill tourist, when you go from Hope Solo to Orkin Flower in one night to watch your daughter do cheer? Who's cheer? <laughs> the dr- dramatic reenactment <laughs> of the 80s favourite sitcom. <laughs> yeah, I had the prized role of Diane. <laughs> I'd, I'd pref- look if I had a daughter I'd yep. prefer her to be Diane than fucking Norm Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, nah <laughs> Dad I got the part <laughs> That's great sweetie <laughs> I don't even mind if you kiss Ted Dance and open mouth <laughs> Mick the Perm listening to you blokes about to board a plane to Warsaw of course he's going to get on the tour tourist thing every week Although he might, he might not be able to afford to now after being slugged a fucking gigantic fucking import duty or whatever on his yeah. membership. I know, I know it happens in the, um in in a lot of European places, but England they they've sometimes tried to uh, slug people, but fuck me dead. What the Belgians tried to do to poor old Perm is outrageous and fucking highway robbery. These cunts. Like, fuck me, no wonder they're so, everything's so nice over there. Does the Belgian government have a Twitter handle? I don't know. It'd be fucking sensational. If everybody just told them to go if fuck everyone's themselves. everyone's just at the Belgian thing. <laughs> yeah. And said, you know, your, yeah. wa- your waffles aren't wanted. <laughs> fuck off, cunts. This week in Ben Pomeroy, the guys from Super League Pod, they they just want to... They wanna, uh, keep calling it this week in Ben Pomeroy mostly because it's even funnier because he's not even getting selected for his side over there at the moment so it makes him especially shit but uh, yeah take it away boys Nice one, gents. Tom and Mark from the Super League pod here, ready to bring you your weekly update of all things ESL in the Super 8s and the qualifiers this week in Pomeroy. And we start with the Super 8s, which kicked off on Thursday night when tabletopping Castleford welcomed Justin Holbrook's St. Helens team to the jungle and suffered a slightly surprising 12-26 defeat, and in the process lost their 13-month unbeaten home record. England hooker James Roby got on the score sheet for the Saint, as well as seeing Zeb Tyre cross the line. Even the dog whisperer himself, Joel Monaghan, couldn't save Castleford, who remained top despite going down in this rejuvenated Saints team in their first Super 8s fixture. And so to Friday night at Leeds, where Stevie Ward registered a hat-trick of tries in helping the Leeds Rhinos to a 32 points to 16 victory over the Wigan Warriors. With things level at half-time, Leeds bagged four unanswered second-half scores to put the game beyond doubt before Sam Tompkins went over for a late consolation try for your world champion Wigan Warriors. Meanwhile, over in Hull, the black and white half of the city got their Super 8 campaign off the ground with a 32 points to 14 victory over the Salford Red Devils. There was a plethora of Antipodean talent doing the heavy lifting in this one too. Salford had led early on thanks to a first try for Manu Vatavai before Albert Kelly struck in reply for Hull. Nia Levels and ultra-cunt Robert Louis then crossed for the Red Devils only for Jake Connors' penalty to level things up for Hull at half-time. 
Second half tries from Fatuli Talanoa, Carlos Tuimavave and Joe, uh, Jake Connor put things beyond doubt for Hull before Vatavai crossed again for Salford in consolation. And then over at the John Smith Stadium, Huddersfield were victorious over the free-falling Wakefield Trinity. Missing Adam Walker, who was apparently snowed in, didn't help Trin's cause as halfback Danny McBruff inspired the Giants to a convincing six-try victory. Sam Williams registered Wakefield's only score in the first half and that was as good as he ever got for Chris Chester's men, with Ryan Hinch Cliff and England three quarters Leroy Kudjo and Joe McGilvray getting in on the action for the men from Fartown as they moved up to seventh in the table. So to the qualifiers and the race for a place in next year's Super League and we start on Friday evening with a Cheshire derby as Warrington Wolves came from behind to beat the Widnes Vikings 28 points to 14 at the Select Security Stadium. The Vikings were missing Mercurial Rangi Chase thanks to the same snowy weather that caused Adam Walker to miss out for Wakefield but... The hosts had led by six at the break, thanks in part to a rare Jack Buchanan try. But the visiting Wolves dominated from there on and saw tries from youngster Deck Patton, the flower of Scotland, Matty Russell, and the one-man infuriation machine, Peter Hickou, get the wire qualifiers campaign off to the best possible start. Then on Saturday in West Yorkshire, part-timers Featherstone Rovers welcomed the Lee Centurions to town. As you might expect, the full-time team were too strong for Fev, and in the end, they must still be credited with a determined performance, if nothing else. It finished 38 points to 12 to Lee, who were inspired to victory by the performances of former NRL Rookie of the Year Daniel Mortimer, ex-Trailer Sharp Mitch Brown, and the consistent goal-kicking of Josh Drinkwater. Meanwhile, in the south of France, London Broncos came within a mouse's pube of causing an upset against the Catalan Dragons. Steve McNamara's men were never comfortable in this one, despite tries from Braden Willie Army and Louis Anderson. The Broncos never stopped working, and this credible 20-18 loss should be seen as a warning to others in the qualifiers that London planned to more than simply make up the numbers. And in the final game of the weekend, another upset was on the cards as Tim Sheens' Hull KR welcomed the part-timers of Halifax to East Yorkshire. It finished 26 points to 22 for the men from Hull, but Halifax were good value for a 16-14 half-time lead. In a game with plenty of talented backs on display, including the likes of Justin Carney and ex-Penrith youngster Kieran and Moss for Hull KR, it was Halifax's Ben Heaton that shone, with four tries from the wing for the Blue Sox, and it was nearly enough to secure a famous victory for the Shaymen, but trailing 14 points to 22, Hull KR's George Lawler saw his try converted to tie things up, before prop forward Nick Scruton touched down six minutes from the end to spare the Robins' blushes. So all that means in the Super 8s, Castleford remained top on 40 points ahead of Leeds on 32. Hull FC are two points clear of St. Helens on 29 and 27 respectively, with Salford and Wakefield tied up on 26 points, occupying 5th and 6th. Huddersfield move up into 7th place on points difference from Wigan in 8th, thanks in part to their win over Wakey, both teams on 23. Meanwhile, the qualifiers see everyone start again on 0, so the table doesn't have much to tell us yet, but Lee, Warrington, Hull KR and Catalan Dragons up occupy the top four thanks to their opening round victories whilst fifth to eighth place are taken up by London, Halifax, the Witness Vikings and Fev Rovers. Now memberships a uh, couple more went through the people who were proactive and tried to grab some office through the week uh, got there. Uh, I didn't end up putting those other ones up on sale because I was just fucking smoked with shit to do but I will do it over the next couple of days as well. Um, if anyone's t- uh, tweeted or, or Facebook messaged about them, I'll, I'll let you guys know first and give you first crack. But there's like literally, I think there's like five left or something like that. So snooze, you lose. Mm. 
and I mean, there's there's a possibility to get more made and stuff like that. But I'm thinking at the end of the day, we we'll just probably do a a different variation or something like that if we do it again. Um, you know, rather than uh, try the same one. And then these ones are going to remain member exclusive. So, like uh, the hoodie's been very popular though. But, but um, great. And now they are super super warm, yeah. and um, so we'll get about another two weeks to use out of them in Queensland. But uh, yeah. <laughs> once the echo's done and dusted, that'll be about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, uh, thank you very much for the response, and uh, yeah, we'll get those last ones out shortly. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And uh, don't forget to follow at Live, the uh, the salty Sportsmate Twitter account for their game day stuff. And uh, of course, at Sportsmate as well. Throw them a follow and make sure you let them know how, uh, how much you enjoy using the app. This week, do you have any... Uh, Stats you want to go through, or are we going to go through just the you know, game situation, or yeah, what? They'll go in the games, right. um, but there's been a a couple of fantastic um, tweets that they've put out. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of things in history that have been nothing to fuck with. Okay, and this is one. <laughs> okay, so the rugby league live. <laughs> Twitter account ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> okay, so so okay, that's two things. Okay, so there's Wu Tang Clan and uh, Ali Live. They're both three syllables. <laughs> like there aren't that many three syllable things that ain't yeah. nothing to fuck with. Yeah. Okay. But um, just absolute fucking brutal. I asked a fantastic question by Jamie Bradnam at. Jamie underscore underscore B. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking double underscore. It is. He's a good bloke, though, so I'm, I'm going to let him slide this time. This time. Tweeted, of all the players who have played more than 18 games, which players have less errors? And Rugby League Live have come back. Fewest errors playing 18-plus games. Ben Hampton and Frank Winterstein. One yep. error. I mean, there is the there is the uh, Jacob Lilliman, Regan Campbell, Gidon, Shannon Boyle, Alex Glenn. Boy, yeah, the, the, Sh- the Shannon Boyle one was the only one that really that. I mean, Frank Frankenstein did 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 shock me, surprise me a little bit, but that was all. That was always his his uh, his good side. I thought you know for the manly side was um, mm. errors and defence. And yeah, apart from one game where he wasn't great, he wasn't great in defence, and it was probably right after he was re-signed uh, or extended for a couple of years. Uh, otherwise, he's been he's been fairly decent. But he had a fucking like, we'll get to the game. But he had a fucking beast mode game on the so, weekend. Yeah, like so, you know, and that was great. They've come back on the stats. Then some Derek's come back to them and said, they don't play more than twenty minutes. Hashtag shit stat. Which is the opposite of an ah uh, good stat. Who's who's fucking said that? I don't want to say because they might be listening to the show and just having an off moment. Yeah, because if they're going shit stat, then like I don't want to out them. Yeah, All right. but I hope you learned a lesson about things being nothing to fuck with because <laughs> just cool as you fucking like. 
Rugby League Live has replied and said, Frank Winterstein has played the full 80 minutes the last seven weeks and five other times this year. <laughs> One error. <laughs> Hashtag good stats. <laughs> Fantastic. So, and I, and I mate didn't have he 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 chose to disengage at that point, did he? Yeah, no, nah, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's he, deleted his account. To his credit, he said, "Well, credit is due." <laughs> well, 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 fuck me. That's a, that's one of the most uninternet things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> sort of a yeah, disappointing end of the narrative. But yeah, but I mean, it's it's surprising. I mean, usually, I mean, that's like yeah, rage quit. <laughs> Rage quit Twitter or... Normally, yeah, normally the internet replies to that with, oh, you know, I'll fuck you with scissors. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. I, I hope you, I, you know, I hope your dog gets fucking AIDS and, yeah. Anyway, good yeah. work, Rugby League Live. Parramatta Eels 20 defeat the Canterbury Bakes Town Bulldogs 4. Uh, crowded just over 12,000 ANZ. Uh, pissing down rain. Uh, Eels 20 came from tries to Alvaro, Bevan French and uh, Semi Radradra. Uh, two or three conversions to Moses and a couple of penalty goals. The doggies four points came from a solitary try to Inigo Montoya and uh, Chase Stanley missing with his only shot at goal. Poor fucking dogs. No. Fuck them. Poor fucking dogs. Made their bed. Oh, they did. They made it. Made the fuck out of their bed. It... I, I almost want... Every game this week... I think every game this week, as a neutral mm-hmm. observer, mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a lot of fantastic fucking narrative games. Yeah. This week, um, you know, you got Paris run home to the finals, and yeah. the um, the improvement of Mitchell Moses as a as a player. The dogs somehow were in there saying that they didn't believe their season was over, um, <laughs> and. I said that shit with a straight face, did they? I, I think they they came in and said, you know, mathematically, there's still a chance. Oh, I hope that's Lord. not the same cunt doing their salary cap. Well, apparently it is. Can't math. Apparently <laughs> but, it is. You know, it, even if they were lying to try and convince themselves that they had something to play for. Yeah. Show me something. You, you're up against probably the smallest pack in the competition who are... Also, probably the least athletic. You know, there's a, a couple of other smaller forward packs or smaller forwards make up for that with athleticism. You look at somebody like Boyd, Boyd Cordner. Yeah. He's not a massive guy. Um, yep. Okay. Parramatta is like a frumpy guy with a flat top and an ex-con and yeah, a fucking uh, brain explosion. Yeah. <laughs> But they're all playing above that classification at the moment, though. That's the thing. You know, Canterbury have representative forwards. Yeah. They've got international forwards. Yep. They've got some fading-ass forwards, though, too. Yeah, they do. Um, but, the, yeah, again, there was nothing there. So, Parramatta just absolutely strangled them. Just... Well, let's, let's, let's be fair. The dogs, you know, they... They were they embraced the grind at the start, yeah. But when they when they conceded the first try and it was it was softer than baby shit, <laughs> the writing was on the wall, mm. uh, especially in conditions, etc. And uh, you know the, their attack ain't great in the first place. Rain's supposed to be the great equaliser, and and it, you know they got the Broncos earlier in the season under they similar circumstances, did. but yep. uh, they have they have dropped off so badly 
uh, as far as their attack is concerned. I mean, he wasn't even great back then. No, it wasn't. They were supposed to be getting flogged that week. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's just hard to see where the points come. I mean, the the Frawley thing kind of worked a little bit back when it's when they started with it, and uh, then it stopped working. Yep. And they got the Chase Stanley thing going on now, and that just doesn't work. And that's what they're going to try out this week too. So, unless there's like a last, you know, eleventh hour switcheroo, and you know, fucking Chase Stanley's been thrown in the deep end. Yep. But the the kicks coming off the side of the boot and just poor positioning. Yep. He's not an answer, but. As poor as their offence has been, the, the Dogs are still a, a decent defensive team most weeks. Yeah. Um, but uh, Moses and Corey Norman just went in there and managed the fuck out of that game. Mm-hmm. Which for two flighty play what's in front of your sort of halves, I think is an excellent sign for Parramatta. Yep. What is it for something like nine dropouts yeah. during this game? And just pinned Canterbury down. Yep. So... You, when you're when you're in that much of a flow, even that whole thing of oh they've been up here for ages and didn't score. It's usually points. the dogs that are pinning pinning someone down nine times. Yes. Yeah. So um, you know, Parramatta. If you'd have said a little while ago, you know, they're going to challenge for a top four spot. Yeah. And fuck their run. I was having a look at the the top eight or you know the top ten and their and their last couple of matches and they're all. If they haven't got the winning. fucking easiest run, they've yeah. got the second. E- I mean, it's it's an easy fucking run. Yes. A very favourable run for a team that's already sitting on about thirty points and only like you know two points or whatever. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. Fuck. They got a very good run. They've uh, managed their season pretty well. All, all told. Uh, B underscore sticky. If I have to watch the Bulldogs on Channel 9 again this year, I might just have to blow up a plane. <laughs> Hashtag crisis. <laughs> Total Bennett RL. Bulldogs fill me with rage. They're like an annoying person on a long-haul flight who you hate the face of. Now, that's, I mean, perhaps not worded, worded terribly well. But, uh, yes, I get the gist. Uh, GT351 underscore Johns. I got saturated sitting through that rubbish effort and on a friggin' Thursday, another piss-poor effort. Fucking embarrassing. Oh, GT. I pity the fool. Voodoo Rock. Quite frankly, I'd forgotten what it was like to be in the top eight this late in the season and what a positive <laughs> differential was like. <laughs> and uh, One-Eyed Tiger underscore. Bulldogs are in decline and Chapo's temper is through the roof. Timmy deserves a twilly for that half-time periscope gold. And that was the only redeeming feature of this game. Yeah. On Timmy McIntyre threw up a periscope link. It's in the first half. And again at half-time basically just on Chapo blowing up Deluxe <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious and it was much better switching apps to Periscope to watch that <laughs> than it was using the official NRL app to watch this fucking game oh. unbelievable and uh, you know I, I would welcome Timmy to, to do that at, <laughs> to follow Chapo around just in life really just make a Chapo Truman show <laughs> <laughs> the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs 26 to feed the Dragons 24 at the Sydney <laughs> Cricket Ground again a crowd of just over 12,000 in attendance the Rabbits 26 came from tries to Johnson Cook Sutton and Goodwin Reynolds 4 of 4 conversions and a penalty goal the Dragons 24 came from tries to Nightingale Thompson Mann and MacDonald uh, with 3 of 4 conversions and a penalty goal can we talk about the Sam Burgess sin bidding first of all? Go. 
What do you reckon? Look, I'm cool with it. I've, uh, considering that, it, like, at the end of the day, across if you look across a round of action, yeah, it's still way too fucking inconsistent. We'll get to and we'll get to one where there was yeah. blatant like where there was like black like black and white no discretion situations yeah. where it, where it didn't happen. But um, look, I'm cool with them. I'm I'm cool with them using it a little bit more. I think. I think I can deal with it, and I don't think that I don't think Souths can really have got anything to complain about, to be honest. No, 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 they don't. Um, you know, they're, they're lucky we let them stick around, but I would really love, and again, for this is this is the perfect use of the bunker. Yeah. This is the perfect fucking use of the bunker. Now, if somebody makes a line break, yep, and they're clear, yep. They get tackled by the fullback. Yep. The guys are waiting at dummy half, and the fullback's lying all just, just yeah, stop just, because if he picks it up, yep. he, he giving him a couple of pumps on the way. On that's the, a professional yep. foul. Yep. Fuck off. Yep. Sam Burgess was chasing Frizzle Manizzle. Yep. So he was behind him. Yep. And he saw the ball go to him. Yep. And so he has tackled him from behind. So all he's seen is the ball's gone from there yep. towards Frizzle. He's lost sight of the ball somewhere, so he's yep. thinking, fuck, it's in front of him. And he tackles him. That's the perfect fucking situation for Badge, who was behind him, yep. to go, hang, fucking, boom, time off. You just have a look at that. Yeah. Was he tackled without the ball? Or could he just not see where the ball was? Like, it's not like he lined him up off the ball and yeah, took yeah. him out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, they, they've, they've fucked people up for, you know, man not the ball for, since fucking Wally Wanker was a child. Yep. No, no, I agree, 100%. And, and and you don't and and I'm I'm loath to introduce situations in the games where there's more stoppages for, you know. But you get the same amount of stoppage anyway. Yeah, I suppose because you're already blowing it up, and he, yeah, he's already yeah. blown the whistle. It's at least a knock yeah. on or a whatever or, or a review if someone yeah. else has picked it up and put it down. Yeah, yeah, um, and especially when this same came so close to fucking Penrith. <laughs> Fuck, be more careful. <laughs> um, yeah, tough one for the Dragons. This was one they really should have put away. Really should have put away, and had everything done too. They had only a couple minutes to hold out. The game was won decent. You know, the margin was very comfortable. Yep. Very comfortable margin. And oh, it's the margin was so comfortable and the time was so short. Mathematically, you would have thought it was not possible like they're not, to you know, fucking lose that game. Field. You I mean, that, that's tries that's the, the only yeah, and that's the only other game I could think of in like yeah, in the last yeah. couple of years where it's where it's been that way. Yep. And it takes it's hard work. To lose a game from that position, ask the old knights. Oh. Like to manufacture when all you've really got to do. There's so much time. There's so little time left that all you've got to do is survive a set, get through your set, get it over the sideline or something. Yes. Survive another set. Well, you know you're kind of done because you've already taken one try off the table there with yeah. that first thing. Yep. It's a simple game, rugby league. <laughs> it is a very simple game. But fucking hell, some teams can manage, they can absolutely manufacture catastrophe out of nothing, out of thin air. It's the new alchemy. And uh, the Dragons, the latest exponents of it. 
I don't want really to say poor cunts because you know what? They deserved it. They were playing for their fucking spot in the eight at this point. Yeah, it's in their DNA. Oh, provoke the choke. Yeah. Ha- old hashtag of, old vintage hashtag of mine from <laughs> back it. in like the 2010. That's it. And uh, it's good to but, see it come. It does yeah, come it, back in one of these tweets too. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You, you look across that South pack though, and and it's what if I was a South fan. Yep. I would want this game's performance to be baseline. Yeah. As in, you look at you know Cook, you look at Burgess, you look at Crichton, all running for very good meters up the middle. But still making, you know, between 35 and, and 40 tackles yeah. each. Yep. The intensity was there. The errors were minimised. I don't think I saw a Burgess drop a ball, which is the first time that's ever happened. Fuck, I need to consult the, I need to so, consult the, st- the actual official uh, stats there because I don't believe that either. Hang on. That's all right. Keep talking. I'll look it up. And... Then you get somebody like Reynolds who, and it's probably been a while since he's been in one, but throw him in a clutch situation, and there are definitely worse people I could think they've kicking from the sideline. Oh yeah, for your game. So, um, yeah, you know, the, the the bunnies aren't that far gone. I think from a, a personnel point of view, like there was all that talk where the club came out and said we we fucked up after our premiership season and we didn't plan properly and, and now we're rooted yep I don't think they're that far gone and I know one good game from the Burgesses doesn't make them great and I assume what they mean is that the Burgesses are taking up way too much of their salary cap um, but the the crux is there they're, they're not a premiership side obviously but you know, there's enough there for them to be um, optimistic if they yep. can get rid of a hooker well, yeah, I mean, they've still got to get rid of one, don't they? I mean, because they've got one that's, you know, probably okay. They, you know, and just so this can't be taken as a mean thing, they had one hooker who had 13 runs for 116 metres and made 42 tackles. They had another one, two runs for 18 metres, 10 tackles, and miss one of those. So defensively, they're about the same efficiency. Yep. And the energy is completely different when Cooks on the field. Yeah. I know. And look, you know, I'd, I'd probably back back Robbie over over you know like a long period of time as being a better defender. But if they're about you know if Cooks, you know, better than average. Cook made everything three. else. Everything else he brings to the table is so Two much better. Tackles. Yep. He did miss four tackles. Yep. But again, Robbie's missing one in ten. Yep. Yep. So. And the, yeah, no, no errors from the Burgesses. You know, apart from the, there was the the sin bin and the, the penalty sin bin yeah, for yeah, Sam. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, no, otherwise zero errors. No and second that's, tackle drop balls. Yeah, and yeah. So I think uh, a match where you get zero errors from Burgess brothers mm. combined. That's your grand final. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's well pretty fucking good scenario. Uh, total Ben RL. Do you know where Robbie needs? Robbie needs to go to the Sharks. He's got to England. Fuck out of here. No, he should go to the Sharks. Why? Just to just to completely cancerise them. No, no, they need a, a decent starting hooker. Yeah, but I think they would take any of these. You know, these half decent ones that they've got at the moment. <laughs> Over quarter decent, third decent, tenth decent. I mean, how generous you want to be to Robbie here? God. <laughs> Fucking Craig Bellamy, you want a challenge? Fuck, there you go, Cameron Smith. I mean, well, I mean, Cameron Smith, he's, he's eyeing off 400 games, so he's going to have to wait two more years to get a run, <laughs> unless he wants to just play three games around Origin. Fantastic. 
Look at Bellamy just goes, Righto, I've built my squad for next year. And Cameron, as a thank you for your service to the club, I've actually managed to save 200k in cap space. And I've brought Robbie into the squad. And he's your slave for the next 12 months. <laughs> Just, Robbie, have you got clean hands? Cam's balls are itchy. <laughs> oh, and that would be the glorious end to, to Farah's career that he's so richly earned. <laughs> Total Ben RL. Incredible finish to Bunnies vs Dragons. Can he kick it? Yes, he can. Burgess will be polishing his scooter tonight. Underscore JDHD. If anyone needs me, I'll be holding my 2010 Premiership DVD and weeping inconsolably. <laughs> Hash, everybody hurts. Hash, hello darkness, my old friend. <coughs> ben Dunn, 43. Paul McGregor should save his 10K this week and use it to hire a good coach for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany underscore B underscore 97. Can we send the Dragons to Perth already so I can stop supporting that rabble? Hash, sack Mary. Hash, no more old boys club. Uh, the Cursed Chapo. Hash, provoke the choke. Hash, dead V. I'll provoke the choke. I'd forgotten about that one. It was that long ago. Uh, that, it may have even been like a hashtag of the year in the Twillies round back in the 2011 sort of t- era. Leroy Brown, 1978. Jay is never allowed to badmouth Robbie Farah ever again. Me personally, I knew you were going to like you know find a way to weasel out of it <laughs> because yeah, badmouthing Robbie Farah's life. And <laughs> why are you going to give up on life like that? <laughs> no, it's just truth it's inconvenient truth oh it's convenient it's convenient as fuck for me. I don't, I believe me there's no skin off my nose to tell all that shit Robbie Farris <laughs> Melbourne Storm 26 to feed the Cowboys 8 up there at 1300 teeth the crowd just under 22,000 great fucking crowd um, Storm's 26 came from a double to Addo Carr a double to Goonie and uh, Will Chambers in there with a try as well uh, Cameron Smith 3 or 4 conversions and the Cowboys had a try to Jake Granville and uh, a conversion to Ethan Lowe and a penalty to Ethan Lowe now fucking oracles that we are <laughs> yeah, yeah we're amazing let me let me take it back <laughs> what did we say I can't remember what I said 2 minutes ago last week we said that the only way that the Storm are, are shaky in this game mm-hmm. is if they have some sort of Hangover from Cam Smith's three fifty. Yeah, yeah, okay. The milestone, yeah. And this was as poorly as I've seen the Storm play since they're almost lost to the Tigers in, I want to say, round three. Fuck, yeah. It might have been after round three, actually, but yeah, I remember you saying it was early in the season, though. Yeah. And, yeah, because we copped them the next week. Yeah. <laughs> after. Put it this way, some of them weren't receiving their family tax benefits <laughs> after that round. Um, and and they normally love going up to Townsville. They've got a fantastic record up there. Yep. But they were off. Yep. Um, Parcels were going to ground. Cronk was just not, not where he needed to be. Like he was just a, a couple of metres upfield, infield. Yep. You know, throw, throwing some passes that were uncharacteristically bad but in saying that that is the worst that I've seen Melbourne Storm play almost all year and they still handled them they with s- fucking ease they still came out against you know maybe not necessarily a powerhouse but a, a dominant uh, club of the competition the Cowboys have had a fuck as good a run as anybody yep. and yeah I mean you know we said last week we put that the you know without Thurston thing yep. that caveat to bed but maybe maybe it's not completely ready to die oh. yet 
the Storm have built, and Bellamy's built a, a dynasty on, you know, processes. Yep. And being prepared for everything. Yep. And having people on the field that can execute those simple Simple roles, simple roles uh, that are yeah. you know, easy to understand. The, they've added a couple of things to that, and they started off doing it last year. You know, Corabetti was fantastic out there. Um, but we've often said, sometimes there is just no substitute for fucking pace. Mm-hmm. And that's what Addo Carr brings. Yep. You know, he, he's had a couple of games this year where he's been less than perfect with his handling. But in this game, that's what they needed. That was the spark yep. that they needed. And then over on the other side, the the thing I love about watching fucking Goody play is every time that there's a kick on his side of the posts, mm-hmm. he's playing to attack that ball yep. in the air. Yep. You know? He'll come and it look. It hasn't been him on the ass yet. No one's taken it and run. Yeah. Fucking. But if they did, if they did, he would turn and chase, and he'd probably mow him down exactly. anyway. Exactly. You know, it's but it's a beautiful thing to have the speed and the confidence that you can handle anything. Every, a, you can get to a fucking ball yeah. that other people may not think that you could maybe get to. You know, you couldn't cover that ground in time and feel a bit you exactly know, a bit comfortable. But it's that difference off, and I'm sure that he, yep, Bellamy's just said to him, when the call's on, yep. you know it's coming. Yep. When that kick goes in the air, your job is to get to that ball mm-hmm. before anybody else. Yep. There's none of this, oh, well, the, the kick's inside, and so I'm just going to hang on the fucking wing. Yep. And, and just cover and just, you know. You know, am I going to wait for a bat back, or am I going to let them take it and then tackle them when they hit the yep. ground? Every single fucking ball in the air, he's on it. And also, he's got fucking excellent hands too. I mean, it's not like he's just a, one of these guys, like a Manu Vatavai who, who could go who could go up in a contest and who knows what's going to happen. If he gets up there and if he gets the top position and gets in front of the ball and gets it, he'll fucking hang on to it and he'll score. Or you know, or if it's yeah. not you know in the in the end goal, he'll he'll hang on to it, do whatever he has to do. That's it. But he's safe hands, jumps like an AFL fucking player, yeah. and then he's got the pace, and plus he's got the and then he's got the power as well. He's I mean the the Melbourne wingers are the the best you know pair of wingers in at club level, fucking ages in my opinion. Yeah, it's this I mean it's just unbelievable. And that's even you know taking into account you've got your your Rappiners. Yeah, fuck them done nothing. Down in Canberra. Um, well, not done nothing, but you know hasn't done much. Certainly hasn't been yeah, like like, like last year. Nightingale. I'd take either of those guys over Nightingale. Yeah, I know. So I'd take fucking, I'd take Rapana fucking country. I take fucking fuck Maddie right, man. I take yeah. fucking Jono right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's probably that's uh, probably too far. I've gone too far. <laughs> and and look, both of them now have been given the confidence yeah. to play their game. Yep. And this is a fantastic thing, and scares the living piss out of every other team in the competition. Because coming into the business end of the season, classically Melbourne have had that. Yeah, I don't even want to say it's an issue, but they've had the situation where they had a gear that they yep. were in. Yep. And their baseline's higher than any other team in the competition. But then other teams would find to go up another gear. Yep. And Melbourne sort of plateaued. Yep. In how they were playing. Teams were beating Melbourne by playing, you know, out enthusing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and almost using their structure as a weakness. Yep. You look at that now, when Melbourne were down and they they were down in key players, it was just strength and speed that got them through. And that's a fucking scary proposition to 
anyone that's coming up against Melbourne. Yeah. And I've heard it coming through now. People are starting to talk. When they're talking end of year, mm-hmm. normally you hear, I think these couple of teams can meet in the grand final or I think these teams can get there or I think they can go all the way. People are now starting to do mental calculations that, well, you know what, if they finish fourth, they play Melbourne week one. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> well, no, that actually means that they can make the grand final. Oh, because, yeah, because they're, they're into the second bracket, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So you're actually better off finishing, you know, fourth. Win or lose for fourth <laughs> yeah. is still a good spot for you, yeah. So, uh, because then you can't meet them in the semi. Yep, and that uh, gives you the, the right half of the draw to get that other the spot to lose the grand final. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But, what a defeatist uh, fucking line of... Thought no. that is, but yeah, Cow- Cowboys. I I think put in a, a good showing. Um, what do you think of Greeny's spray after the game about the refs? He's a fucking idiot. That's what I think about Greeny. Honest, oh, no, seriously though. Yeah. Like yeah. At, at what, what at what point did the referees cost them a fucking that game? Mm-hmm. It would have been like if I don't, I didn't watch the the press conference for the Broncos game that we're going to get to next or soon, but. Like it would be the same thing if Henry has a. I mean, and and Henry had legitimate two things that I could yeah. think off the top of my head yeah. that were absolutely legit complaints about the ref. Yeah. But despite that, they had absolutely no fucking influence on that game. I mean, you're a packed house in North Queensland. Is it just the thing to do? <sighs> look, I can I can understand if a coach says, "Look, you know, look, I felt like you know we had some fifty fifties that didn't go." you know, go our way. But he didn't say that. He had a full on fucking, he said something, he said something about it being one of the worst. He, he, fuck, I'm trying to, I heard, his, get- I heard his quote on the radio and he said something like, I don't want to talk, I don't want to get into, you know, talk, I don't want to take anything away from, you know, and talk about blaming the refs. Uh, but, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. It was, no, it's a pity that the refs ruined it. Yeah. He said the refs ruined it. Yeah. Especially when, you know, it's two good teams. Yeah, fuck yeah. you, Paul Green. Yeah, piss off, mate. What, you think your team's good so you should get special treatment? Yeah. Piece of shit. But, <laughs> do you know what, though? If he, was my, if he was my team's coach, yeah. you know what it sounded like? I'll tell you exactly what this fucking sounded like. Next Sunday, mm-hmm. get up in the morning, drive to your nearest church or place of worship slash brainwashing, Go and find a guy who's wearing a green and white striped button-up shirt at 7am on a Sunday. Wait till he gets out of his car and then drive your car into his. And see how angry he gets. That's Paul Green. Oh, golly gosh, this is really just a nasty turn of events. I'm just, <laughs> I'm so unhappy that this this has happened. And gosh, like... Is this some bullshit ploy going into the finals? I think it's just tactical to take the take the heat off these players and not 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 upset the you know the perhaps he sees it as like a delicate you know confidence without thirst and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know, but it's one of the most bang out of line complaints yeah. about refereeing that I've seen all season, and that's not understating it. Uh, no, no, nobody's tweeting us about that game. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. No fans of either side. The Knights, 26 to feed the Warriors, 10 in Newcastle. Just under 12,000 there on uh, Saturday afternoon. And the 26th, the Knights are uh, double to Barnett. 
Fitzgibbon and Lamb with tries. Hodkinson, three or four conversions and a couple of penalties. The Warriors, 10 came from tries to Fusatua and Roach. And uh, Isaac Luke, one of two conversions. Mm. But if, if the Newcastle faithful weren't... They don't have to be happy with the season. Yep. If they weren't excited about the future. progress last yep. week. Yeah, they've, they've got to be after this week. Yeah. You know, um, Warriors obviously weren't at full strength. And I'll tell you what, if there's ever a team that puts a fucking queue in the rack with five rounds to go. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, what, what, what happened to fucking to Johnson? I can't remember. Was he, what, it was his knee, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just like, oh, his knee off. Oh, Jono's off for the season. <laughs> I guess we all better fucking take our, take our foot off the accelerator. Yeah. It's like the guy that can't do a shift at work because it'll affect his fucking settling payments. Oh, they are just Jesus fucking... Fuck. Just, just lazy, but like this one, like Luke was so bad to the point where he got hooked and now dropped this week. Yeah, and terrible. This 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 side has ruined his career, has, has ended his career prematurely. Yeah, he could have fucked off to England but and dominated. You know what I'd no? be dirty with if I was him. That all of a sudden, something there's a position in the club where it's okay for once great players to be fucking lazy and ineffective yeah. at the Warriors. Yeah. You know, since when is this a problem? Well, since when is this a, a problem with the Warriors? Yeah. Oh, like no, since, since when do the Warriors take issue with that happening? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say, because since when has it been a problem with the Warriors? Yeah. Like, yeah, so Probably day one. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much the first game. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, and, I, and, I, and I saw um, Kearney said something like, oh, you know, we don't have the depth to be able to be dropping players. But... uh He's found he's found enough. I mean, he, yeah, he's found enough depth to drop uh, one, and admittedly, probably the worst worst defender last week. So, Jesus Christ! But there's a fucking Jamie Lannister joke there somewhere. <laughs> Stephen Kearney not having the depth. <laughs> like, I wish I was Stephen Kearney. My <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking still sinking. <laughs> it's Wednesday night. <laughs> Seriously though, like, James Cameron went past in his fucking submarine, <laughs> landed on the Titanic. <laughs> just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> like that, that club. Honestly, are they interested in in increasing the profile and effectiveness of rugby league in New Zealand? No, I heard a theory on the weekend, and I don't know enough about it to you know be able to determine whether it's true or not but it was interesting and Love I think it could be true gravity's only a theory yeah well th- what they're saying is is that rugby union is obviously fucking cutthroat over there because the all blacks are the absolute pinnacle in that sport in the world yep and so the competition is just incredible yeah through school everything just incredible cutthroat competition yep rugby league though if you're fucking half decent you are just you're, you're a rugby league player in New Zealand in the school system you just start fucking like it's just it's just like you got a life jacket on. You just start fucking bubbling up to the top, really. And you have a saloon run through. You get you're getting picked for everything. You you know because you're just dominating the you know these kids and everything. And what they're saying is that that kind of upbringing through the game in New Zealand it doesn't tr- it it doesn't teach the players to be tough because everything comes so easy to them in rugby league over there. And so yeah, they get to yeah. so they get to the Warriors 
and they just and then when it's time to fucking knuckle down and have to tough through portions of games that are you know when shit gets hard and it's not coming yeah, naturally because you're not breezing yeah. through people because you're not the star and you know what I mean yep they can't do it they're just they're incapable of doing it because they've never learned and so they're saying that, they, that, that really if this club wants to be successful they need to stop thinking that they are the ambassadors of New Zealand and having to sign all their players exclusively who've come up through the New Zealand system, and they've just got to yeah. they've just got to buy players from Australia and stock their side with players from Australia and 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 have Kiwis maybe not as a minority in, but as a much la- lesser portion of the of you know the seventeen players that run out in the field. Yeah, look, that's not a bad idea. So look, I mean that that's that theory to me. I, I don't I don't know enough about look, it to know whether it's true, plausible. but it sounds really plausible. Yeah, it is plausible, but because that's one thing that they do demonstrate time and time again when the going gets tough, they fuck off. They fuck off. Okay, but then I'm just even when they're from New Zealand to be a then they move to the Northern Beaches to be the win some pre- win a premiership. Yeah, the going gets tough at home. They and, fuck off to New Zealand. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying though. Like you look at. You know, there has been decent Kiwi representation in all of the Premiership winning sides for the last little while, very often in key roles. You know, Kieran Foran was a good footballer. Yeah, but that's like that's that's one out of seventeen. In his in you know, that, that run up to the Premiership, Isaac yep. Luke. But also Kieran Foran as well come up through the Australian system. He didn't come up through he didn't come up through uh, yeah. What age did you move to Australia? I don't know, but I mean, he played through school and everything, you know, through like North Sydney and everything. So, he, yeah. Yeah, so, so he's. Well, yeah. Look, I, I hear what you're saying, and it may may very well be the case, but that club, there was something wrong with that club. Yeah. For their, there was their CEO came out and said that this is a success because the margins that they're losing by are reducing. Is that really true, though? I feel like they were better last year. And he fucking and Sean Johnson broke his fucking leg like about just yeah. after Origin. But who fucking knows? Maybe he's talking about well the average. We've lost ten games, and that's by a hundred points, so that's ten points per game. Whereas last year we lost five games, but we got blown out in those five by two hundred. Oh, man, is it? It's just. But why honestly, have you got to sugarcoat the shit though? Yeah. Why like, don't you just? If you're the, if you're like the what was it the CEO? Did you say? But well, the fucking NRL, the clubs are apparently bleeding money. Yeah. So there's two international trips they don't need to take a year, or yep. at least one, yep. depending on how many times they play. Um, there's a talent shortage in the game. Freeze that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd so you're saying kick them out? Fuck them off. Enough is enough. Well, enough's enough. If there was something within your business or life or whatever and continuously... When things went there, they got worse. Like, if you took your kid and they were a straight-A student and you sent them to somewhere because it was full of promise and it was apparently a great yep. environment and then all of a sudden you go into their room one day and they're fucking drooling out the corner of their mouth cleaning the urethra with a pipe cleaner, <laughs> you're pulling them out of the school. Yeah. So... Um, some stinks at the Warriors. Yeah. Yep. Knights though. Playing without the talent. But fuck, you know. It was looking for a time there like Nathan Brown, he's like he's getting sacked. 
for sure. You'd have to. But this, it's funny. Just the last couple of weeks, and you know, the, and even you could feel like getting closer. Mm. And then now they put back to back ones on there. And I, I heard him speaking on the radio on the weekend, and um, and you know, I think, you know, I think he maybe is the right guy. Mm. I think he's got he's got buy in from all these young guys. Yep. He's been having to throw kids into a meat grinder well before they'd be ready to. You know, I mean. These, I mean, like someone like Brock Lamb, you'd, you'd never have thought he would have to be playing. For, you know, like he'd be a couple of years away from first grade. You'd think, awesome. you know, oh, young as fuck. Like you know, two. You would, you would think, if he was playing at another club, he'd potentially, you know, they wouldn't have brought him in so quickly. But the fact that you know Mullins, you know, had his thing, Mullins and drug yeah, out. And, uh, yeah. and and so like he, he's had to be brought through. And they kind of, you know, they had <laughs> they had the son of Golden Nuts. You know, he. Brought yeah. in, you know, chewed up, you know, spat yeah. out the other side. So now, but the, I mean, the fact that they've survived, that you know, they seem to. I mean, it's kind of early to say, but it feels like they've survived the the hard part. And there's, you know, yeah. they're starting to, feel, you know, the morale's picking up. They're getting wins. Everyone's playing pretty well at the moment. Uh, you know, maybe like he's got the bot. Maybe he's the guy that you want. You want to say, yeah, look, we'll give you another two years. Because we got, you know, we've we, you've got, you know, you've added like two dads this year already this season. Yep. We got some good guys coming. You know, we got some name guys. Whether you know how good they are still, we got them coming next year. You know, so we give you the opportunity to build the squad. See how you go with that, and if there's some more incremental improvement next year, or yeah, you know, maybe not so much incremental. I mean, if they can get themselves up to like you know top twelve, and then yeah, you know, the year after that, who knows? But uh, I think I dare say he might actually be doing a good job with what he's got. It's not like there's a hundred great coaches out there. No, that's that's you know that's what the like if the dog if the dogs had, you know got rid of Desi, you think who the fuck did he put in there? I think one thing that is definitely in Nathan Brown's favour is Wayne Bennett. Right? If Wayne Bennett went to Newcastle, mm-hmm. or they make the finals one year, yeah, and that was with a pretty decent roster. Wayne had had his, his picking time. That was that was the that was a, the Newcastle roster that was like augmented by he by key Fluffy. key dragons players. Yeah, he bought in Cost. Was Costa can he bought in? He had uh, he had Bo Scott. He had um, fucking who's that other guy that, that he Costigan. had in there? Was it Costigan? Yeah, he had Costigan there. But who who was he? No, no. who the team f- will bring him in? I don't fucking remember. Anyway, yeah. I'm trying to think. There was fucking someone else too, though. Yeah. So if Wayne Bennett couldn't yeah and he had tinkler resources behind him too remember yeah exactly Um, and that fat cunt was throwing money around like you wouldn't believe hmm. like you would not fucking believe as someone who worked for him (laughs) on his digital arm when he was setting up his fucking horse stuff jeez the fucking money that cunt threw around for nothing Wayne was just fucking dripping in middle aged furry (laughs) magnets Um, yeah, yeah. Brandon's doing well. Yep. Yep. He's. You wait till fucking round three next year if they lose the first three and <laughs> fucking sack him. Yep. Uh, 16th place, underscore place. Even Ivan and Nathan wouldn't be able to save this Warriors team, sadly. Bethany underscore B97, underscore 97. Anyone who says the Knights won't win the premiership this year is fake news all aboard the undefeated Asterisk train. Relax. JR underscore buff. There are babies still being born that only know of the Knights winning. Jim Man Bear Pig. The Warriors need to bury the corpse of their corpse of a coach because fuck, it's clear he's been dead since Parramatta. Ash weekend at Kearney's. 
Ooh. Like, not even since Parramatta, because, I mean, that whole, that whole period was a write-off as well. But isn't it funny, though, when, like, the, like, Kearney's whole thing was, like, the pedigree. He served under, uh, under Bellamy, served under Bennett. He's learned from the best. Yeah. There, ergo, yeah. he is one going to be the best. No. He's got nothing. Soul Z04. Okay, that's enough wins for the Knights to stop us feeling sorry for you. Back to being whipping boys now, please. <laughs> <laughs> As someone playing the Knights in a couple of weeks, I heartily agree. The Broncos 54 to feed the Titans 0. At Hope Solo Coliseum, a published crowd of 21,716. My balls. Broncos, 54. Jesus. Tries double to Nicarima. A hat-trick to Ben Hunt, as good wing hookers do. Mm. Moga, Roberts, Milford, Oates and Maguire also with tries. Car, who's 7 of 9 conversions. And, uh, fuck. Look, first things first. Robert's done, <laughs> he done through a punch. <laughs> yes. And under the current system in the NRL, he should have fucking gone for 10 for that. Fuck no, it's a Undoubted. Often Goway, you know, it's up to interpretation, but he could have gone. Yeah, look, I, I don't think, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't agree with Twitter as, as, as emphatically as, like, I'm, you know, they're like, get him off sort of thing. I mean, and, and yeah, there's a, there's, there's a, a getting, vein of any Broncos sentiment there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're all but, cunts and all their fans are fuckwits too. Yeah. Love you all. <laughs> but. Partially. Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Roberts one and the offhand Gowie thing, they're completely different. Yeah. Right? Did you see the footage of Ryan James? No. I don't believe I did. So, I'm not sure what James you're saying. Roberts, he didn't say anything, but James Roberts has got him by the jersey. Yep. And then has punched him in the face. Yep. With his hand. Yep. While still holding the jersey, but punched him in the face. The old AFL one that we uh, sp- spoken about many times. Yeah. Roberts has looked straight at the referee, like made like, what eye the f- contact. Yeah. Like what the fuck have I done? <laughs> no, not Roberts. Um, sorry. Um, Ryan James. Oh, okay. Made so eye contact with the referee is in. He's like, did you see that? Did you see that shit? Yeah. Now yet again, that is fucking exactly where the bunker should be stepping mm-hmm. in. I, I, I was absolutely stunned. Like, referees can miss shit. Referees can certainly miss shit. But man, I was stunned that someone like, somewhere did not give advice or say, did that, ha- you know, did you see that? Did that happen? Did what I see happen, think I see happen just happen? Now, I, I don't know who's on this because I've definitely heard referees say, can you just check if a punch was thrown there? Yeah. I've heard them say it and they'll review it and yep. then advise them on it. Again, why are we leaving any of this up to fucking chance? I don't want the game to stop every 10 seconds and then for the review every tackle and where they've played the ball and did the foot touch the ball. Yep, and yep. But in times like this... Yep. And the worst thing is, they replay it 47 times on television. So we all know what the fuck happened. They would replay it 47 times in the fucking stadium. Mm-hmm. And so then it is all anyone's going to talk about. Yep. For the rest of the game. Yep. With the offhand Gowie tackle, I think that should have just been a clear, well, he was lifted, mm-hmm. and you continued on yeah. with the tackle. Like, he tried to plant that cunt. Yeah, because this, cause lately I've seen a lot of times 
when there have been people picking just in like good old school like hard tackles where they they're picking them up and they've their legs are off the ground but they're not tipped and they're just dumping, and they're dumping them flat on their back. They're not yep. tipping them at any stage. Great tackle. Penalties so many times the yeah. last couple of weeks. It's ridiculous. Whereas, yeah, I mean, back in... I've also seen, you know, players now, they get them above the horizontal, and you can see it. They realise, and they either pull out and drop them, yep. or they just sort of... Put them back straight. Place them. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Offa Hengawi is a cunt of a human being. I'm not saying there was any malice or grubbiness in the tackle. But it was a He spear tackled tackle. him like a malicious cunt. It was a spear tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and there has to be a line in the sand. Like there's been that many now fucking shoulder charge penalties. Yeah. For things that really weren't. Sometimes not, yeah. You know. Um that should just be you've done that. Yep. I'm not saying you meant to do it. But there's a careless de- there's a careless designation on charges for a reason. Hundred percent. You don't have to mean it. Now, now we've got that out of the way. Titans got absolutely fucking pumped, and none of that shit would have affected the result one little Correct. bit. Hundred percent. Might have taken ten points off the final margin or something like that, but it wasn't the difference in the game. It wasn't getting the Titans back into the game. It didn't knock the Titans out of the game. None of that. Let's no. be hundred percent clear. The Titans were there to get fucked. No matter hard. No matter any of that referee shit we said. So I don't want this to be like mischaracterized as like some kind of like ref's fault, poor Titans thing. No, it wasn't. It was just some bullshit refereeing that had no ultimate it, it effect on the result of the game. Refereeing. It was like it's not it even like poor. they they got, you know, calls incorrect or mixed Well, up. I mean it's, it is it, it's it, it, I mean you gotta say when you know when a dude punches a dude right in front of you and you don't you know, send him to bin for ten minutes, yeah. that's that's a that's a blind call, right? But well he's missed it. It's not like yeah. he said no he didn't punch you. Yeah. He's just missed it. Yeah. And didn't go to the fucking yeah. source of you yeah. know, anyway. Yeah. But Bronco I mean this um, this Broncos performance convinces me of nothing. It makes me curious to see what they would do against the team that was there for the fight. Because the Titans at no stage were. No, not at all. They 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 start they started off like okay, but very, very quickly <laughs> This game went to absolute cast for them. You know what the um, turning point for me was? What's that? When the Titans were within the Broncos 10. Yeah. Ran through, got a six again call. Yep. And Jared Hayne has decided... Done that kick across from to, to the kick, right. Yeah. yeah. It, One bounce into in the touching goal. We, yeah. Yeah. Absolute fucking hero ball. From someone who's fast becoming, if not already, the ordained king of of hero ball. I mean, he's he's certainly the king of hero ball on the Gold Coast. And you, you know, you talk about it. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. People are starting to fucking go. Hang on, Titans were fucking great last year and got bundled out of the finals by some actual shit cunt refing. But but three weeks before the finals, he came on and they the dynamic they changed and they to, yeah yeah hundred percent. And this year. They've never been there. They've been very, very resilient and scrappy, and they've had a terrible injury toll against them, Correct. often often during the course of games. Yep. And they've done very well to overcome that. But this, this is the first game, I think. Yeah. I mean, they got they they copped, they copped a flogging from Manly at home too, but nothing like this. And they were kind of in that game for at least, you know, sort of 20 minutes, which they weren't in this game. Yeah, I mean, no, this, this, this is the first time where the Titans, it just feels like they absolutely gave up. Mm-hmm. 
Parramatta the week before showed that, that again, if you go up and dictate terms to Brisbane, yep. Um, I, I don't think they have that leader. Even, even last year, yeah. And previously, you got, you had those guys like Corey Parker, mm-hmm. who was gonna, you know, stand up. I don't know who that is for Brisbane now. You know, Milford's coming back from injury, and he still doesn't seem to me to be hundred percent sure of himself. Mm-hmm. Fluffy scanning the crowd for his dad, or someone who could be. I mean, he doesn't know, does he? <laughs> I'm a successful sports star. I've got a lot of money. Why won't he come out? <laughs> How bad do you have to be? <laughs> like, what a shit cut human being you are. <laughs> Where well, they not even delete you. <laughs> not even to attach themselves to you like a parasite. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, or maybe his real dad's just got a half decent. Hot milk girlfriend doesn't want to bring him near Wayne. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, it's true. I mean, that is an occupational yeah, hazard. Like I said about the Roosters a little while ago, I'd, I'd like to see the Broncos win a really tough, grindy game mm-hmm. where they got to come back from some adversity. Yep. So uh, this, this performance, it was a fantastic performance. Uh, ben Hunt was was fantastic was, was great. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, all I'm hearing all week is <laughs> is, is fucking Sean Berrigan this, Sean Berrigan that. Uh, as as a way of saying, you know, convincing, you know, one that the Broncos can win with Ben Hunt uh, as hooker because Sean Berrigan. Um, but I want to see what happens over the next couple of weeks with this this configuration of the Broncos. I think the Titans were there to be had. I didn't realize, didn't think it was going to be the case before. You know, they they usually get up for this game, the big brother little brother game. This week though, they were, this time around they were they had absolutely nothing, and uh, to put them under a lot of fucking pressure. Uh, considering a team like they were kind of, you know, thinking thinking themselves to be you know mathematical still, and you know yeah. it was all on the line, and they had the win, and you know, like they had everything to play for, and they did nothing, literally. Uh, Alex underscore day underscore the Broncos beat the Titans like a redheaded stepchild. Ever been hit so hard you lost the sponsor? And uh, that would of course be referring to uh, Aquis. Uh, ending their association with, the, association with the Titans at the end of the season. Cruzy 6 Hope Solo widened as we thrun through for a great win. Bronx 54, Chairs 0. Hashtag Perth Titans. Undiluted 7. I've been married for a week now and I'm more chance of scoring than the Titans were tonight. A week. Come on, man. Of course you are. It's a week. I mean, it's a honeymoon period, they call it, right? <laughs> He's, 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 you should be scoring like the Broncos were scoring. Is he disappointed? Yeah, that that is a completely worrying analogy. <laughs> I mean, you know, like one week. I mean, like you know, maybe start start thinking in terms of decades or something. I mean, come on. Um, I underscore M underscore A underscore Warrior motherfucker. Um, poor Connie Hurrell. He thought he'd left fifty point plus point drubbings behind. That's true. Yeah, this is uh, nicer on the Gold Coast. Yeah, that's it. Tell you what. More if, Kiwis, though. If you've got the option to do shit things mm-hmm. in two places, take the one with the best weather. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair call. Uh, underscore Cleary's bitch underscore. Our old mate formerly known as King Levius. The Titans gap opening up easier than a 3am straggler picked up outside the kebab shop. Oh. That's Gold Coast life there. Oh. Uh, Bethany underscore B underscore 97. Calling it now. Titans will get the spoon and the Knights will rise up to make 14th. 
Raiders 30 to feed the Sharkies Very 12. Quickly, yes. To end off on that. Yes. As you know, I am a Gold Coast Titans member. Yeah, how do you feel? You got to rip it up at the end of the season or what? <laughs> I have received, and again, it, it fucking bothers me on so many levels. Yeah. From a process level, the fucking like OCD efficiencies yeah. side of my brain's going nuts. Yeah. I've received three bits of mail from the Titans in the last week. Actual physical mail, not physical email. Physical fucking mail. Okay. That they pay for. Physical mail. You yeah, postage? Them, you pay for the... Yeah, okay. You know what one of them was? What? It was a certificate rewarding loyalty. Your loyalty? Rewarding and celebrating my one year's membership. Eighth month of loyalty. I didn't get one every month, but it is congratulations. We reward loyalty, uh, one year membership tenure. Okay. It's a certificate. Okay. Right. And then the next one is like a pin or something. Or no, you it's like a fucking letter about something. Running through stuff. Basically, just completely avoiding the issue going. Yeah. If, if that was my club. Yeah. I'd want to let her going. We're shit cunts. And we feel fucking horrible about it. We're that gonna, was an unprecedentedly bad performance. We're going like, to ask you to stick with us. Yeah. And we'll come through this. Yeah. But when your fucking club doesn't have an owner, who the fuck are you sending out three bits of mail? <laughs> I suppose if you've got 100 members, it's yeah. not too bad. But um, fucking shambles, that whole club. Would you say it is a international cunt circus? No, it's just domestic cunt circus currently. <laughs> oh, DCC. <laughs> Raiders 30 to feed the Sharkies 12 at Reclaim Australia Stadium in front of a crowd of just over 11,500. The Raiders 30 came from a double to Rapana, uh, Papali and Hodgson also with tries, Croker 3 or 4 conversions and 4 penalty goals. The Sharkies 12 uh, tries to Fecky and Beal. Holmes 1 of 2 conversions and a penalty goal. Well, well now. Didn't quite see this coming. All signs pointed to the reverse of this result, and those signs continued into the first like quarter of the match. Yeah. And the Sharks uh, raced out to a to an eight 0 lead, yeah. I think it was, uh, before the Raiders even got on the board. And um, and I, I fuck, I just I'm just so stunned and surprised <laughs> at the result. Um, it was kind of the sameish sort of Sharks that we've been getting lately, where they. Yeah, haven't been at their best, but sort of find a way. Except this time they didn't find a way, and all of a sudden the the Canberra Raiders of twenty sixteen are in house. Yeah. To uh, you know, quote the immortal, "Happy learned how to part." Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying that as a Penrith fan, of course. Now that uh, you're, you're fucking play the guns, you're, yeah. you're locked in battle with these guys <laughs> in a future round, and also which could. Determine and the last game we sort of pants them, yeah, and then pointed out that they had a small penis <laughs> in front of everybody. Oh, picturing like a Nelson sort of <laughs> for the last fucking six months, I've just been ordering pills off the internet. <laughs> you turn up and go, they really work. <laughs> um, dude, you're right, Canberra 2016, they, they control the field. They completed at over 90%. And when you have a big, gigantic P 
pack of behemoths running around, the worst thing you can do for them, you know, peptides, probably the worst thing long term, but <laughs> um, it is make silly errors and keep turning over possession because you're just going to tire them out. Yep. That's what the other team's going to be trying to do to your forward pack anyway. It's not fucking rocket science. Yep. And so they've been just continually doing that to themselves all year. They've been running themselves ragged, doing too much defense. Um, you know, somebody has held a mirror up to Junior Paulo and given him something next to himself for fucking reference that he's realized how fucking big he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they put a Coke can next to him. But <laughs> did you see the wind-ups he was fucking taking? Yeah. He was taking the ball and he was hitting at pace. It was like when he first got to Canberra after a bit, after having to, you after know... getting shunted out yeah, of Yeah, just mm-hmm. out of Parramatta, yeah. Yep. And, you know, Boyd's still a, a bit of a plotter. Yeah. But when you've got guys like Paulo absolutely fucking destroying people, then he can go through and just keep rolling. That gives somebody like Hodgson... The op- Hodgson was decisive in this game. Yeah. If there's been one comment I've had about him this year is that he's... He's often looked in two minds. Yep. He's often looked as in, well, okay, I've, I've got to be shoveling it out. We've got so much strike power in our tries. Just come when we get the ball out wide. So I've just got to get it. Yep. Whereas this game, you could see him assess. He wasn't, you know, just one-track minded. But when he wanted to do something, he was decisive and he did it and he was running with purpose. Yep. Put that in with the fact that, you know, there are a couple of, 50-50s that went their way, especially with a, a man off the field. Mm-hmm. For them to have somebody sent off to not concede points, yep. and then to just be marched downfield and kick fucking penalty goals. It was like, it was it was fucking rugby union-esque. Jesus Christ. With all teary eyes, no. just banging them over. Um, you, know, you look at the Sharks, and, and it gets bandied around every year, but but it's right, to win a premiership, your stars have to align. Yeah. And that's your roster and your coach and injuries and the and Cronulla had a fucking dream run yeah. last year. This year, yeah, not so much. They've had people off injured and then coming back and disruptions in yep. key positions and all that stuff. I, I honestly think Flano has to find a different or a way to motivate those guys because at the moment it just seems that the want's not there it's just an expectation it may just be this result yeah maybe that's what they need if I was a Cronulla fan like that, that's what I'd be hoping is the loss we had to have yeah good time to have it Look, on Maloney, the cusp of the finals Maloney comes back hope but is Braley back at all this year is he still like oh, a super straw yeah I, I'm not sure I'm not sure when he's back actually yeah because that Ennis vacancy is becoming more and more of an apparent issue. Yeah, and on paper, like they go, oh, yeah, we've got Sigarian. Okay, okay. They're cool. I know him. But, yeah. Put it this way. I wasn't devastated when Sigarian left Penrith. Yeah. Even knowing that Peter Wallace would be the guy to... And I am not... Well, at that stage, was not a Peter Wallace fan. Yeah. He was second on yep. my list of favourite Peters behind Russell Clark. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Uh, how's that, that? That try of the year that, that that wasn't that almost try of the year that, <laughs> from the Sharkies in this oh. game. Right, and at the end of the day, I mean, if that one had, if if that one had been given, if they hadn't have fucked that, 
And then you know, it's really it's really just Croker banging over penalty goals. That's the the ultimate margin in this exactly. game. But uh, having said that, you know the the uh, Raiders most certainly deserve to win, and uh, you know I'm, so I'm certainly not saying otherwise. Um, Fantasy underscore NRL CEO BJ is a dick, a cocky and successful dick tonight too. Bag him up and feed him to the Shire as Burley. Tim BB seven, he uh, tweeted this one to uh, the Sharkies. I know it's retro round, boys, but there's no need to play like you did for 49 years. <laughs> uh, ben done 43. Bird is playing so bad. Bennett already wants to release him to the Titans. I tell you the the the, the way that fired. the way that the the way that uh, the Sharks fans have turned so quickly and brutally on Bird after signing with the Broncos. Yeah, that's it. The expert hedges, though. Yeah. Because if, if he somehow gets out of his contract with Brisbane... Oh, we'll have him. Oh, fucking up. But we'll bet he's overrated as fuck. <laughs> and he's going to fail in Brisbane. <laughs> the mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 36, defeated the Roosters, 18. Brookie, crowd about 14,500 in attendance. 36 points to Manly, tries two. Matty Wright, a double to Tommy Turbo. Uh, Brad Parker, DC with tries, and fucking miraculously Lewis Brown. <laughs> and I think it was even it was was it the one to get him to eighteen sixteen yeah. or was it the one to go in front? It, it was, was the second last. It was one of those crucial ones. Though. Second last try. Yeah, uh, Matty Wright four or five conversions. Cherry got one as well, uh, as well as a penalty goal. Uh, the Roosters eighteen came from tries to Tupo, Mitchell, and Kiri. Uh, Mitchell three of three conversions. You know what you need to do. So have you seen that video on YouTube where the have I seen that video on YouTube? Yes. Where the basketball, the high school basketball team, there's a kid with Down syndrome. Oh, they put the Downy on, and yeah, yeah. And, and 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 everyone saw, and he actually started like, like, like draining threes, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like he's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story of Steph Curry, how he became a basketball player. You sh- you should just put one up like this. Rugby league team lets disabled man. <laughs> professional football team last disabled man to and the fact he did it through the middle like under the sticks and everything <laughs> and like, had to fight for it yeah yeah and look you know some controversy arguments could be about made about whether he got <laughs> whether he got it down or not he but, definitely got it down but uh, well, it was never being pushed off yeah the people yeah. are shitty with yeah but um <laughs> I still, I still I mean it's it's one of those ones though that based on the on field call that's what it was going to be because there's no there's no real way of you know, decisively, you know, saying one way or another, you know. Fucking now, see, now I'm fucking angry about that again. Like, how fucking stupid is that? <laughs> that? Because of what the guy who actually doesn't know what happened said, which is why he's referring it up there. <laughs> I actually can't get this right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. The finally we got the uh, Brian Kelly was dropped, mm-hmm. and he because he's been looking. For a very long time now, like at least, you know, probably six weeks, I'd say, maybe longer, just out of it, you know, off the pace a little bit. You know, he's a young guy. It's his first season of playing against men, and um, he just looked he tired. He had he lacked confidence. His, yeah. hand, his handling was terrible. Uh, defense progressively getting worse. His defense wasn't terrible all the time, but the last couple of weeks certainly has been. And um, Barrett actually made a, a quality coaching move and decided to either drop him. Well, it wasn't dropped. He just rested him because he didn't play for um, for Blacktown. So brings in Brad Parker, who's been on the waiting in the wings uh, for the last couple of seasons, I think. Uh, and fuck me, the greatest ranger 
in, in manly history already. One game. <laughs> See you, fatty. Get fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this one's got talent. <laughs> so, um, just like a tremendous game, you know, pretty much, you know, flawless in defense. Uh, his attack was good. Scored a try. Just, uh, just a great addition to the team. And I, I, I fucking, like, I don't want to see the end of Kelly because I think he has potential, um, you know, to be a, to be a great player. But, you know, the, the experiment worked before one week. I think you got to let it. You got to keep letting it ride. You got to go Parker again because it just works so fucking well. I mean, he's got to be there. But, um, I mean, yeah. these guys, they were, you know, they fucking let in a, a number of points over the last couple of weeks, and uh, this one they found themselves down 18, 18 four. I mean, one of the tries, I still. Uh, I still dispute that. I mean, the, the first Tupo try was against the, the run of play, fair enough. But that fucking one with Mitchell with the strip on uh, on Cherry Evans, I mean, the first thing, I mean, he got fucking hit with a coat hanger for the first thing. And then that guy, fought, they're, they're, yeah. he gets hit with a coat hanger, keeps going. And then another guy falls off him and then the strip and then the try. I mean, probably should have been a penalty for the coat hanger, let's be real. But at yeah, the end of the day, whatever, whatever works to spur the side into action. And for finally, the forwards... Didn't start rolling backwards like fucking Poland in the middle of the field, and uh, held their ground. Not only that, they actually got the better of you know what a more fancied East East pack, and mm. once again get a little bit. I mean, it's very the equation to stop Manly is very fucking simple. Just just hold the forwards because and and just roll through the forwards in defence because once you tire them out, if you haven't got Appy on his game turning people around and darting like, and he was very much on this game. Um, <laughs> If they're not rolling forward though, then you know Cherry Evans and Green can't do can't do much of anything. But yeah, fuck exactly. me, when they get a little, when they get a half a half a bit of space, they're fuck they're unstoppable. And um and then and then when they're unstoppable, it gives time for Dylan Walker to do his thing. And I mean, yeah. they want to talk about the the fucking the the little offload Benji offload that fucking um who was it was it fucking um Pangai Junior in the Broncos game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Equally as good, Dylan Walker did one to put to put Uate away, and then he went you know down the touchline and ended up passing it in for Cherry Evans to score the last try of the game. Yeah, well, a forward. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course you expect it from Dylan Walker because like he's, ever, he's you a ever genius. seen a fucking grizzly bear riding a bike? <laughs> Not anymore, mate. They don't they don't let him do that at the circus anymore. <laughs> I didn't say live. <laughs> They've shut that down, stupid Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want me to eat steak. Don't want me to watch fucking bears juggling shit. Sucking all the fun out of this world. (laughs) (sighs) I I, I want somewhere where I can go and a man in a matching tracksuit lets me throw picnic baskets at a bear. (laughs) You just can't see bears being bears in a natural environment anymore. Like I said, circus. (laughs) Yeah, this is what she's lazy motherfucking pandas just sitting there fucking chewing sticks. Fucking bears. <laughs> Going to the beat on a Tuesday, see some bears. <laughs> but um, look, it was, a, it was a fantastic, fantastic performance. The way that they, also they were staring down the barrel there, eighteen four, could have been like the previous fortnight. And fuck me, if they had a lost this game, then they. Would, you know, on the cusp of elimination from finals contention, but what a mm. difference the second half makes—a a wonderful second half—and then it, they come, they come from the cusp of 
not making the finals to now it's like well fuck me they can they can very easily end up in top four uh which is incredible for the yeah. closest of the competition and just the way that the draw has aligned itself for certain teams on the run home like we're okay like we've got we've got you know probably the second easiest draw run on we the have way the home. hardest draw of any team to ever play rugby league no i think the cowboys have got the hardest one but you guys you guys have one on the harder edge i think I think Cowboys Cowboys is, is tough. Um you know, there's also, you know, you gotta look at the con not just the teams they're playing, but the context around, you know, the games. I mean our next three oh, yeah. weeks our next three weeks are crucial. I mean, we should take six points out of the next three weeks. You we should take so. eight weeks out of the next th- four weeks. Yeah. And if that was the case then, you know, top four is you know, almost locked in if they can win all four games. I mean it's all in there you know, it's even three games possibly gets the top four because teams like Cronulla <coughs> The the next four rounds, I mean, there's so many teams cannibalising each other as well. Like, you've got a game against Canberra, which, I mean, you've got a nice little break on Canberra now, but that game there becomes like a four-point game, you know, we essentially. And, and also play the Dragons. Yeah. You know, immediately above us. Yep, so yep. Tough. Yeah, or below, below you now. Immediately below you, yeah. So, get used to it, man. They're not above you no more. Who's that? The Dragons. You said immediately, but no, not anymore. Yeah. But it starts with the Cowboys this week, obviously. Yeah, who you know, who are, who are like you know, uh, you know, one one hop above you. But um, yeah, great performance, great to turn it around. Uh, see Manly once again playing with the you know the tails up, and hopefully that you know kickstarts the whole morale industry that the you know they've been uh, so so reliant on, especially over the next three weeks with very fucking winnable games. Yeah. Um, and great confidence builders for the for the run home. Um, the Roosters, fuck me, after a week after delivering possibly the best half of football all season from any side. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they died. Not a point was scored. Not a shot was fired. I mean, they had injury to, to Tupo. But at the end, I mean, you know, dude's a winger. Like he's great, and uh, he, he's been in recent memory best form this year. Yeah, but at the end of the day. He's still on the end of stuff, you know. What I mean, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't start with him. So, for oh. for that collapse, the collapse and and uh, ineffective second half that they that they sustained. I don't know what it is, but you, do you remember years ago when when say what you like about him, he could fucking catch high balls mm-hmm. and score tries. Yeah, and his carries out of his own end. Yep, were, were forward like, and then he went through this period that when he'd make contact with another player, he'd just drop. He was back to that, you know. Well, fucking okay. I'll I'll be another forward for you. Yeah. This year, this has been a good year. I mean, and you can tell when it's been a good year because Roosters fans will turn on their players. Oh, fucking! Nice. And like Guerra's copped it for a couple of years, and he's still copping it deservedly so. But Tupo, you can see how it's turned around. You can feel it, yeah, you know, just on social media. Yeah. It's turned around on him, and they're and they're loving him again. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that goes to what you're saying. Um, I don't spend too much on it. Total Ben RL lost bottle. If found, please return to Sydney Roosters. <laughs> Leroy Brown, 1978. Manly guaranteed a finals berth. Now, next three games may as well be a bye. Six-point guaranteed. Angry face emoji. He's a Melbourne Storm supporter. Obviously fucking scared of another 40 nilling. Uh, De Niro. Can't wait to listen to this week in Chechen is now a god. Look, at the end of the day, I don't... It, it, when you don't need to speak about refereeing, it's just because they did their fucking job, I think, and they didn't they didn't outrageously fuck up or they didn't outrageously insert themselves into the into the game. They, that's yep. probably how they should be. Yeah, you know, I mean, you should go through and not even worry about you know 
have anything to talk about. Just do the do the job quietly. Don't grandstand. Don't you know make a cunt don't of yourself. Fucking put yourself in a position like Jeff Eunice, where every time I see that cunt, <laughs> I just imagine taking a Stanley knife. Yep. And cutting down the soles of his feet. Yep. And then squeezing fucking lemon wedges into it. You and making him run lot. the fucking sidelines like that. <laughs> Cockhead. Oh, I see he's your parent, are <laughs> oh, he's, he, he's just fucked so much shit. Yeah. And he's still still running fucking sidelines. Just, just responsible for so much pain in your life. No, no. Ah, anyway. See your spur. Baz and his band of battlers put another pretender to the sword. At this point, it's 41-0 over the storm in the grand final, or bust for us. See, that's the spirit. At Origin Affected. Well played, and fuck you, Manly. <laughs> Too good in the second 40. Pierce was Origin-like. That's a bummer. On a daily bailus. I'll be honest, I was looking deep into the void 30 minutes into that game. <laughs> a retro performance turned it around, though. <laughs> And our highway uh, finished off. We're always good for a solid to other NRL purist teams. Keeping Manly in the eight and Super League out. You're welcome. <laughs> the only problem was actually knocked the Dragons out and Penrith, <laughs> and Penrith in. in. So the opposite effect. Although our game didn't really yeah, have have an effect on that though. But um, <laughs> those guys did them themselves. But yeah, uh, look, I, I appreciate the sentiment though. The Penny Panthers twenty eight defeat the West Tigers fourteen, and a Neverland Ranch. Penrith Panthers 28 handled the West Tigers 14 at Neverland Ranch <laughs> uh, in front of a crowd of, uh, don't have the figure in front of me, unfortunately. Um, the Panthers, their 28 came from tries to Peachy, a double to DWZ in the Battle of the WZs. Uh, Edwards and uh, May were also with tries, Cleary 4 or 5 conversions. The Tigers 14 had double to Nofaluma. Uh, Brooks with a try as well, and uh, Lolo Hayat 1 of 3 conversions. Mmm. You know, last week I said the fucking cat's in the cradle. Mm-hmm. Fucking Michael Jackson was in their cradle. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bubbles in there. <laughs> well, yeah, indeed. You know, um, it has been the story of Penrith's season. You know, I'm, I'm hearing talk now of Penrith are finally in the eight and they're this and their finals bound and they're this. And I'm sitting back scared shitless about the fucking performance they put in there. And because, like, let's let's go, let's rewind. Like, there's been there have been a couple of good performances in this run that's led them to the place where they are right now. The late late season resurgence. This is not one of them. Last week against the Dogs, firstly. Yep. Fucking terrible. Yep. But 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 by the grace of playing the Dogs, <laughs> they would have lost that game. <laughs> this one, with like what five minutes left. Yep. Two point game. Yep. By virtue of Lola Hay not being able to kick. Yep. Um, and at that, yeah, so... The scoreline, if you take fucking trash time out of it, this was a fucking skinny of teeth, you lucky cunts. Yeah, this, it was... Style of game. It was, that last try was so trash time, I didn't even fucking see it, because I'm watching on the app, right? And it's 16-14, it's all fucking tension, what's going to happen? And they score that try down the right, I'm like, well... Fuck, that's it. And even Fucking, when the Tigers... That's eight points a, game yeah. now. Off. Flick the app. And then I looked at the scoreline. Like, then I see the final score come up on Twitter. I'm like, no, it was 22. Like, uh, there was no time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the fucking South St. George game. But th- 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 yeah. th- where was the time to score another try? <laughs> there was no time. 
Um, we completed at 68%. Yeah. You know? We should have lost this game. And I know that Wests aren't a calibre of opposition this year that that you would expect to lose to. But for people to be fucking praising us after missing 43 tackles in a game and making 14 errors? Yep. Fuck me. Holy fucking shit. It... And again, it comes down to how have the errors not been addressed? Because it's not a new fucking problem. Yep. You know? Do you need to do more ball work? Do you need to do more ball work under fatigue? You know, you, you look at the best coaches from any sport and they will do their very best to replicate game conditions. Yep. Like, you know, so much so that in American sports, they have wet training. Yep. Where they fucking hose them down mm-hmm. to replicate what it's like trying to do shit yep. in the rain. Yep. The, the fucking professionals here do something about it. Yep. You know, Cleary, I think, was a little bit head fucked by, and and I think the occasion got to him a little bit, going up against his dad and. Yeah, all that stuff because he was uncharacteristically sloppy. Yep, uh, and where he had been rising, and, and especially without Moylan being in the team with injury, he'd been controlling games. Yep, and he'd been putting pressure, and that's all we had to do to turn this game into a convincing fucking thirty nil. Yeah, affair like the last one was. Yep, was put a bit of pressure on the Tigers. Yep. Because when we go set for set with people, we lose games. Or we put in shitty performances like this. Yep. When we can build some momentum and pressure, that's when we're able to let the the talent that we have, especially in our outside backs, come through. A couple of disallowed tries and, you know, a couple of dodgy calls you can say that, you know, Aaron Woods would never have made a tackle and um, fucking whoever it was, not Eddinghausen. Yeah, the one, yeah. Fucking... With Wallace. Fucking Flagen, Flugen, <laughs> the cunt's name is. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, it's like... Oh, Flagen, Flugen the title of the show, really. <laughs> Actual, you know, part of a Volkswagen. <laughs> Have a leak in your fucking fucking Swedish national dish. What's <laughs> <laughs> the name of a fucking really nice bookcase for Ikea? <laughs> uh. um, and, you know, again, fucking interpretation. Like, how many times have you heard a bunker come back this year and say, defensive player has initiated contact, yeah, yeah. you know, with this person. Not as much lately, though. Not as much lately. Yeah. Because now, apparently, you can run past somebody and stick your arm out and clip them on the way. Yeah. And and because you've done that, that's an obstruction. Yeah, it's like you've got a fucking, like a fucking baseball bat in your hand. Fucking bottom line, though, you know, you think of a normal situation, if a kick's going through or yep. you know, whatever, if someone doesn't run, yep. 
if your decoy runners continue running, mm-hmm. what do they do when they get to the fullback? How many times is it going to be a kick put in and there's a fucking offside player because they're in front of the kicker? Yeah. And they, but they had to run through because they couldn't obstruct. Yeah. So they keep running through the line, the kick goes in. Now they're 10 Does meters, it mean people can't kick? Yeah, now they're 10 metres and, and in, yeah. you know, involved in the play or you exactly. know, whatever. Yeah. So you know, at some <clears> stage... There has to be, well, okay, if a, de- if a decoy runner's there, or does it get as ridiculous as if you're a decoy runner and the play's, you know, you've, you've done your job, mm-hmm. the ball's past you, do you have to take a knee? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It was a win. I was going to say good win, Penrith. It, it was a win. It wasn't a good win, but it was but a win. you're in the eight now, finally. Uh, let's see if you can stay there. Yeah, we need to win every single fucking game. Yep. All right, uh, Shana 86. Penrith might have won today, but Ivan's won in the long run by smacking the Kool-Aid out of Nathan's hand before signing a deal. Cunt. Undiluted 7. It was fucking ugly, but I jagged my 13 plus, and we're in the top 8. Gee, that would have been a sphincter tightening 13 plus. I had that too. I had a same game multi. Jeez. <sighs> Penrith to win, Peachy to score, Penrith 13 plus. <sighs> Shit, so what'd that pay then? I don't remember. That would have been right though. Well, at least five bucks, right? Biggest tiger. I hate losing, but if I'm going to lose, I at least want to have improved. We certainly have since we last played the riff. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Devonhead, you deserve your decline, you bunch of shit cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Salty Dragons fan there, just for context. Uh, the real Cambo 96. Luke Brooks made his debut in 2013. Poor guy looked like he was still waiting for puberty to reach him that day, and he still does. Again, after a week off, which was totally my, my fault, of course, uh, we welcome back Nat Sinclair. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. Great. I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Because you guys got a back, one baby. after losing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a big win, too, against like an outright second, too. So it was actually like a worthy... It was emphatic. It was against a great opponent. Like, Hopefully it's not a flash in the fan. Let's, let's hope. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I certainly hope so, especially because uh, some of the teams, you know, that we're coming up against with, I mean, we, theoretically, we should be able to, you know, if we can put that second half on for the next yeah. three games, yeah, you know, we should be able to well and truly not just be scrabbling for the eight sort of thing, like preventing ourselves from dropping out of the eight, which I think has maybe probably happened yeah. now, but, uh, but actually, you know, trying to, you know, get top well, four. Well, it's Tigers like this week, isn't it? Better. And that they're actually, they're Tigers playing a little week. bit better, though, though. Yeah. they're like in a little bit of, like, form for Tigers standards. Um, yeah, but that was doing that. We played them a couple of weeks ago, and it was saying, and you know they were yeah, they were, they were. So, so hopefully, yeah. you know, hopefully they can, you know, they just don't magically find this next level sort of thing. No, I don't like, think so. They usually clean with you guys. I mean, I mean they were there and like you know what six minutes, seventy five minutes, like, minutes in, eight yeah. minutes left. I mean there was only yeah there was only like two yeah. points yeah. in it. So um, yeah, it was it was, it it was, was close. So I mean those last tries came quickly. Yeah, though. yeah, well. To the extent that when that second last try was scored, I was like, okay, that's the end of that, because I was on the yeah. app, so watching it on the app, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that's the end now of that, can... home button, right, <laughs> moving on to the next thing, and then I saw the final score, and I go, what the fuck out of that? That's that, right. It, it, it was no, just I one read... drive, it's like, it's like 22, isn't it? I read, I read some stat the other day, and it's like, something like, a lot of, a large percentage of our tries come from the last 20 minutes, and that could not be sure. Literally, yep. we just turned it on in the last 20 minutes, yeah. we're like, oh, God, we've got to, you know, get some points on the board, here we go. 
I don't know what they do for the rest of the 60 minutes. <laughs> so you're finally, you're finally in the Yeah, end God. Now. Seriously, it feels... I mean, oh. yeah, it's fingernail sort of stuff, but you're in there so and, and your destiny it is, is your own now. Like, to keep winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and just not getting there because of, you know, the catastrophic first half of the season, it's so frustrating. So to, to finally be there, it's just... I just hope it's not a six-day kind of thing and hopefully we can... Um, you know, I, I used to say it would take a miracle to beat Cowboys this week, but I'm thinking now with the injuries they've got, maybe we've got a bit of a shot if Matt Moylan comes yeah. back. Um, we need well, him. if Matt Moylan comes back... No, yes, we do. Don't. Yes, we do. We need him. Well, you need Matt Moylan to pl- apply yes. the handbrake. You're going too well. No, nah, no, nah, we need, need him. He was need doing... Oh, no. Nah. pull you back a little bit. No, nah, he... In attack, we just look very yeah. locked, and he yeah. sometimes can just spark something out of nothing. Um, so we need him. And I think if we win, then if we have him, we'll win the game. This is, oh, this is opposite land. You look lost in attack when he's there. No. And no, then when you let Cleary have, the, have, have his free run, he just goes and dominates. Too, like, he was pretty good in the last half last week. But the week before that, against Bulldogs, he, he, didn't, he was getting caught in the field. Like, um, he wasn't as great as he was against Warriors. Um, and I, know, I think individually, you know that one person that he just went all, you know, like the Raiders game. No, Matt, we don't win that game. Um, even the Titans game, he just, he just yeah. turns it on. So I, I think we do, um, we need him back. We yeah. shall see. We shall see. Yeah, I hope, I hope now you've said it. I hope it doesn't happen. It would be terrible for you to plummet out of the eight. It will not happen. Of, of no, Matt no, Moyle no. Crippling Nathan Cleary. <laughs> no. That would be tragedy. <laughs> that will not happen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, the Cowboys. Oh, it was funny. I was looking at the odds. And, We're favourites. And you guys were favourites. Massive yeah. favourites. And, and, and I thought, that, that's It's that's beyond me. The Cowboys I'm, been going that badly, but then I was like, oh yeah, but that's right, they've lost Gavin Cooper. And, and Winnerstein, uh, I think that so, as well, so. Winnerstein. Bolton's in doubt. I mean, it's 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 a fair it's a fair substitute to be able to put Hess oh, on. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. But, you know, as in the starting lineup. however, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't, I mean. The, Cooper's a great part of that team. Impacted Cooper, had, yeah, yeah. Just his organisation and leadership. there, but still. Yeah. Experience, you know. So, um. Yes, and it's, you know it's at home, and I mean the, the Cowboys aren't like the, the the terrible away team that they yeah, used to exactly. be in their premiership year. They they almost had a you know a, they had a really amazing away record, Thank but um, still everything's everything. No, they terrify me. They're one exactly. of our teams. Like I think that I can't even remember actually the last time we beat the Cowboys. Um, it's a bit of a bogey team for us, and it's just I feel like like it's the last time we played them, and they got one up in the seventy ninth minute, and it's just. I just feel like they're just a team that we cannot beat. And that's the mindset I'm going into yep. it with. So if we win, it'll be a really nice surprise. Um, but they're a big bogey team for us. Really big bogey team. So, um, yeah, I'm not confident. But if we do win, that'll be really big, obviously, for our final chances. Um, so what do you make your guys at the moment? What do you make your guys at the moment? Because, I mean, they've, they've had some good performances, but, I mean, the, like the one against the Dogs was... Oh, honestly, I was talking about this behind, to my sister. By virtue of the fact that the Dogs are we, awful. And um, and 75 minutes of the Tigers game as yeah. well. Yeah, well, it was a lot more entertaining, let me tell you. The yeah, Tigers game was a lot better than the Cow- Bulldogs game. The Bulldogs game was like sticking into yeah. my eyes. I literally, I, I wasn't even happy after that win. That game was one of yeah. the worst games I've ever been put through. We should have had double pace that week. But, um, you know, I was just saying the other day, like, we've won, what, 9-11. So it would have to be 9 of the ugliest wins of all time um, in that in that 11. So, um, but saying that, you can look at it one of two ways. You can either look at it and say, you know, we're in... We're just lucky to keep winning. Or we can say, you know, we're doing a Cronulla and we're finding ways to win. 
even when we're not playing well. And that's a really good sign. And you just got to hope they eventually get in, click into this gear um, to kind of stop coasting through the games and just winning and actually find a way yeah. to dominate these teams. And so I think that I'm going to look at it the positive direction. You know, if we're winning like that, then at least we're winning. Even playing badly, that's a pretty good sign for a team. Um, so I guess that's what I'm, I think we'll. I think we'll get in the eight. I really do. I think we're better at the moment than Dragon Farm, and I don't think the Raiders will quite get there. So from Dragons, what a, what a what a difference! Like a couple of weeks. They're just very lost, and I, you know what? Like I know their players have this great resolve, and they're saying, "No, no, we're going to be fine." But they've been saying that for the past six weeks, and nothing's changed. So I think that um, you know, I'm not even sure if they'll beat the Titans this week. You think they have? But then, well, the Titans. I mean, the, the 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 week after a the week after a beating like that, like the Titans. Scared of a team like that, you know. Like, that's embarrassing. Especially being in like a one team town and where like all the media is focused on, you know, the coach's possible yep. job. They lose a sponsor. Jared Hayes. Yeah, Jared Yeah, yep, yep, exactly. Blah. So um, it's all set up for a big. It is. Back. It is. And the Dragons. I don't know. Like the fact that they, I mean, they had everything to play for last week and they lost the game mm-hmm. in five minutes to the Rabbitohs, and and that's bad. Yep. Like that is like really. Even, like, I mean, it's really like hard for that to even be mathematically possible. Oh, absolutely! You're looking like, at it, and I thought a, you've got a. Yeah, uh, I had a. You got to really yeah, you try. Yeah, you really do. You've really got to take the foot off the pedal there. And like, I obviously had a best interest in that game, so I was watching it very closely. And I thought that I was so annoyed. Yes. I was like, "God damn it, South! Like, come on!" Um, and then <laughs> they just turned it on, and like, they had nothing to play for. Absolutely nothing to play for. So then you think, how? Like, how do these people? How do seventeen people out there, or thirteen? people out there not bloody hold on to that amount of time this close in the, like to the end of the season when they had so much on the line so I think that yeah. spurs me on to think maybe they won't be able to change that much um, in the next four weeks and by default if anything we'll be able to scrape in and then hopefully but then you've got the resurgent the resurgent Raiders as well oh, looking like you know feeling they, they want to make do, they do. and they're playing they're playing well still. like they're playing really well um, the way they played yeah, against the was bloody great and you know I miss seeing that in the race like they're, they're so entertaining when they're on and I don't know what's happened this year but yep. I'm a really big Raiders fan so I, you know I wouldn't mind seeing us both in but that would probably mean your mates are out of it <laughs> so <laughs> probably not best for the show <laughs> <laughs> alright so this week from, from Liz says we got a, uh, at Jabroni Chalker his, uh, he's just sent an observation in during the game um Against the, against the Tigers and said uh, that, uh, that Nat is way too happy watching Penrith, the Penrith Bruins from the sideline to be getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah, so, very lucky. Uh, not a question, but a comment. Yeah. Very lucky, very lucky. <laughs> and uh, we got one from De Niro, and um, I have to have to say, um, this is a question that he, I mean, he hasn't been paying attention to, to the segment through the year. Because he says, is this the first time you've been in the squad when they won? Oh, this year? So he's talking about <laughs> this last year. He's talking about last weekend, the game just Yeah, no, out. it's actually, I think I've cheered the Raiders to win. The, the, sorry, the Raiders. Against the Raiders. Against the yep. Bulldogs and against the Tigers. So, three. <laughs> I've had a lot of time off this week. And, yeah, and, and let's let's be real. I mean, yeah, it's it's true. It wasn't. It, it's, it's not. No, been great, it's been awful. But, <laughs> you know. But it was a couple of weeks ago when it it's been bloody <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, it took me a while to even get that first win up. But um, yeah, I guess you know, I've had a lot of time off. It's not a reflection on the team as much as it's a reflection on the games I've done. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm happy the curse is this because that was concerning. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Daniel. You're gonna to need to pay attention because I remember oh, we we're mate. making a big thing. Yeah, about, you know, I tweeted about it and everything. The curse and, after that yeah, Raiders game, yeah, pay yeah. attention to my Twitter, mate. 
All good, all good. So um, get your questions in. Hashtag Ask Nat if you uh, if you need to, to find something out. Uh, I mean, because we're coming down. I mean, it's, it's we're not just winding down the, the the rugby league season here. I mean, this is you know slowly the, the curtains being drawn down on on your career uh, as a cheerleader. It is, yeah. So <laughs> it's sad. I'm hoping that um, I can make some finals in there. I don't think I'm ever going to get my grand final, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, it'd be nice to get a final game in before I call it a day. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah. Let's let's say let's let's be let's be confident of the final thing. The only problem is, I mean, you know, what happens with the what happens with the finals? I mean, you, you, if you're if you're not the home team, though. Oh, we go anyway. So that's the best part. Oh, you got. Oh, so, they do both. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so great. it's the best thing. Finals are so much fun because um, each squad, each uh, team has their squad there, um, and um, yep. it's, it's such a fun day. Like you have a whole day do camp stuff, and then um, you perform a routine with the other squad. You get to know them. It's really really fun. So I, that's why I really, really yep. want to finish on a final game because they're just so much. They're cat so fight. much better than a regular. No, no cat fight. <laughs> Pull their extensions no, out. Cat, well, you know what was funny last year. Um, obviously, we lost to the Raiders in the final and stuff. And then the Raiders girls are very happy at that. But then the Raiders girls were gone the next year. So we won that battle in the end because yep. our squad got saved. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Very good, very good. Okay, yes, once again, hashtag ask Nat and uh, send us in your questions because, uh, yeah, season's coming to an end, so you're running out yeah. of chances. And uh, as always, thank you very much thank for your time, you Nat. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk thank to you next you. week. Okay, this week, Rabbitohs take on the Doggies on Thursday night, and once again, the Doggies on a Thursday night, so there's going to be some planes falling from the skies, based on the threats from certain <laughs> certain listeners of the show. Ah, uh, look, at this stage, uh, I'm going to draw a line right now, if I hadn't in the past weeks. I'm not tipping the Dogs again. Fuck the Dogs. The Rabbitohs, great little comeback at the end of that game against the Dragons. There's nothing that I really that makes me want to want to tip the South, tip South. But they're playing the Dogs. I refuse to tip the Dogs again this season. The, Rabbits to win. The Burgess boys could drop every single fucking ball, and Canterbury still would not score points. Drop them ten meters out from their own line, mm. handing sets of six after sets of six. To they the could dogs. fucking drop them like Julie to her knees in front of Russell. Yeah, that's right. The eel and then and Stanley's in the halves too, and uh, <laughs> who fucking knows what? Honestly. There's his fuck. He's lost it. He's gone mental. The Eels. I mean, he doesn't have the list to deal with. But I mean, the old old mate Cleland from the from the Ipswich Jets back when they won the the, yeah. the national championship thing in like 2015. He's been killing it in their Reggies, but not. I've always no run for him. Fucking said it. Why do you try and shovel in an out of position or a has been or mm-hmm. a whatever? Season's gone. Just fucking. Why, why don't you try something? This dude. Give him three, four games of first grade. Yep. Yep. Exactly. The Eels take on the Knights Friday night pub slot, and you see the 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 uh, Brad Arthur the letter for bosses, you know, let let cunts out of work early, you know, so they can get to the Parramatta game at six o'clock. Like fucking Parramatta fans have got jobs. Like, <laughs> open letter. <laughs> fucking pretentious shit cunts they are. They're the narrative team. That whole salary cap shit last year derailed the narrative thing, but they are they're yeah. back. The geez, though, the the NRL and the media were quick to to pick it back up again. You know, as soon as they felt oh, like yeah. you know sufficient time had passed. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So look, 
the Eels are six in a row at the moment. Yep. They're travelling pretty well. They finally made a believer out of me. They, you know, they do deserve to be in the eight, and they can match it. And uh, why couldn't the Knights get the fucking dogs or the Tigers this week? Just to just to, so they could you know get the hat trick yeah. of wins. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the Eels, you know, two months ago might look you know like a better option, but you know, at the time. But now, I think unfortunately, I think the Knights' runs coming down. But fuck, it'd be magical if it didn't. Mm. Fucking Corey Norman saw someone's face. So I hope for the best, but I'm expecting the yield to continue rolling and uh, go yes. a long way to submitting a top four spot. Parramatta. Broncos take on the Sharkies at Suncorp in Brisbane, the traditional Broncos fight, uh, uh, Friday night football slot. Mm. <sighs> okay, so um, you've got obviously a suspension there for Joe Offen Goway. Uh, Arrow, Arrow replaces him, which is fine. He's a very capable replacement. Um, Hunt is going to be starting at hooker, according to the team list anyway. Um, what have we got here? Maloney back for the Sharks. That's obviously great for them. Um, look, this is a tester. It's a tester for the Broncos to see if that 54-0 over the Titans was just like a, you know, a flat, like Titans not being there, yeah. Broncos everything aligned, stars aligning sort of. This uh, is a victory. tester to the calibre of their coach. Yeah. To see if he had as much to do with their premiership success as all of the other fucking stars aligning, kissed on the dick stuff that happened to them last year. Yep. The soft draw. Yep. Lack of injuries. Yep. You know, fucking not having players banned for taking peptides. Yep. That sort of shit. Because Wayne Bennett's throwing some fucking mental shots across the bow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even just like, just... Oof. Even like the pro Jack Bird shit too, like saying you know he's, he's going to love coming up here. Oh yeah, team, you know, team where you can, where you can play what he you know, gets to play in front. Of, yeah, yeah, play what's in front of him and not have to like you know conform to structure. Yeah, look, it's I, it's I a great that. it's a great for this time of season. It's a great Friday night game because it's two teams that are right in the mix. Yep, with questions uh, you know questions over them over both of them for different reasons, and uh, you know they can get answered. And if the Sharks will, if either of them lose, it works out great for my I'm team. So it's I think Broncos at home too, and just the Sharkies. They're just not quite there yet, and I think you know Sharkies fans would concede that as well. And last week, you know, especially so. But even leading up to that, they were never quite. You know, they're doing. They were kind of penrithing the wins. Like the same what you, yeah, you guys are doing at the minute. Will I ever get there? Yeah. See you when you get there. Yeah. If you ever get there. <laughs> that's a that's a very lesser. That's a downward downward trajectory track. From, <laughs> The uh, Dragons take on the Titans, and fuck me, it's down in, it's down in Dragonville, so that's something. Uh, look, the the Dragons must win this game. They must. However, the Titans must win this game as well, just for their own dignity. It's one of those yeah. ones where the media scrutiny across the coach, across Jared Hayne, has been intense this week. Yeah, look, you, they say that there's an opportunity everywhere, um, mm-hmm. and this is an opportunity for the Titans to really come out and show, not say, yeah. that they are united as a team, yep. that they do have something to play for. Um, yeah, Ash Taylor already knows he's fucking got Rookie of the Year by default because Nathan Cleary only played half a season. Um, will, you know, will, will he actually be a success in the NRL? Or will he just be a fucking cautionary tale of this is what happens when some cunt sprinkles fairy dust on a potato and it comes to life? 
I think you'll just go back to the Broncos for 2019 or whatever. Fucking earth you will. Fucking earth you Look, the Titans, I mean, for their, uh, you know, they get Proctor back this week. I think it was a bit of a false start last week, but uh, he's back this week. Uh, look, I'm going to tip the Dragons because they, they surely, they, they have to, right? <coughs> they have to. Yep. It's, it's just, and, and I want them to win as well because it makes that, like that battle, like the Canberra Penrith. Dragons, potentially Cowboys with the draw they've got coming ahead. Mm. That battle for the, the the bottom of the eight, you know, it really heats it up if the Dragons can get them and jag a win here. Jag a win, yeah. drag a win. So you want that? You know what I want? What do you want? I'm you want the other times to win by fifty? No, I want somebody to have fucking vicious anal sex with Daly Cherry Evans with a fucking hair curler. That's what I want. That seems like a really strange and specific thing to want, though. So does want the Dragons to win. I just want rugby league excitement in the run of the finals. You guys, you'll win all your fucking games. You'll beat them the next week or whenever, the week after that. Yeah, whenever. No, but we'll be tired. <sighs> tired of what? Tired of playing shit and not deserving to be in the finals. Come on. Your destiny's in your own hands. What do I say about other teams doesn't matter. Just fucking win. <laughs> it's easy. Rugby league's a simple game. Just fucking win. <laughs> the Storm take on the Roosters in Melbourne. Brewster's kind of got a bit of credibility with that comeback and, and field goal win against the baby Storm uh, at the tail end of the yeah. origin period. Now it's the time for the Storm to prove that that's all it was. Have the Storm categorically got the minor premiership sewn up? Fucking oath. Four points clear with eight points on the table to play. Okay, so it's not categorically. Yeah, fucking... It's, uh, up. Mathematically... But also, it's it's not four points that teams have to get. It has to be six points because their four and against is is very is, good so, well. is, so, is so dominant as well. So, so so they need to win one of the last three. Storm need to storm 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 need to win, yeah to, to kind of seal it yeah yeah okay yeah. And the other reason I say that is Bellamy does have a history. Yeah, of resting. I, I think he's done that already though. I think he's he rested it. Cronk earlier in the year. Yeah, but if he's got the minor premierships, but even Cameron, up, but even Cameron Smith though, he had some games off. Remember after Origin, yeah, which he normally doesn't have. Yep, he's getting old. What I'm saying, just just be wary of him in the last couple of weeks of the season, fucking up your tips by yeah, Fuck, yeah, just fucking, by just again at the last minute. Yeah, I, I expected it. it might it might not be this week because the Roosters are a side that were you know they were outright second before the last round. So I think this one has to be a yeah. not a statement game, but I think it's I think it works out better for the Storm if they win this game and make an emphatic you know statement about it. Yep. Um, but yeah, next week, week after, yeah. How are the Roosters' favourites on Crown? But they are. Oh no, there's a line there. Fuck, they're not favourites at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, you, you, there's no, no no Munster and Tohu Harris in there, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, there's the same Storm pretty much that smashed the Cowboys. That's so it. yeah. Okay. Um, the Panthers take on the Cowboys out at Neverland Ranch. I saw the line on this one and I and I couldn't believe Penrith was so so um, dollar fifty. It was it wasn't that it wasn't that low, but it was like a dollar seventy or something. Like it, was, it was good though. We've gone into a dollar fifty now. Yeah. Cowboys two sixty five. And then I then I realised, yeah, Gavin Cooper, Winnerstein. Yeah. Plus in in addition to the No Thurston thing, those as well. Tomorrow so, Martin's in doubt too. Yeah. So. I, I get it, and away from home, Cowboys aren't, aren't they're not the away team that they used to be, yeah. but that compounded with the first and then compounded with uh, all these other crucial experienced players, I think uh, you guys, if you play, I think you'll be okay. I mean, if you pull, like last week and the week before shit, 
Absolutely. Then fine. I can see the Cowboys finding a way. Yeah. But, uh, you know. The forwards need to be up for a battle. Yes. And fuck, I hope our coach is explaining to them that that will happen on the weekend. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem to me like he ever does that. Yeah. The like Warriors. This big cunt of a man. I'm going Penrith, though. Oh, yeah. Just they, they need it more at this stage. 50. No. Undefeated. No. No, not that. Just a win. Warriors take on the Raiders at Mount Smart Stadium. Yeah, fucking Warriors. Once again, the Canberra Raiders need it. The Warriors are shit. Warriors are also like the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in the, in the fact that I refuse to tip them for the rest of the season now because they are playing for draft picks. Yep. Canberra. A training run for Canberra. Uh, hopefully to solidify morale. You know, hopefully for them and their fans. To or them and you know, their left edge or right edge and their middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, uh, kiss and make up. Kiss and make up uh, over the common, enjoyed, shared experience of beating the Kiwis. <laughs> Putting a flogging on the Warriors. <laughs> All right. Commonly referred to as Captain Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so racist. It's not racist. It's insensitive. It's culturally insensitive. <laughs> Whoosh. They got him in the end. West Tigers, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Ate him. Yeah. West <laughs> That was right. <sighs> Fucking. <laughs> too, too, too tired to be on the show tonight, man. Tigers take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls, Leichhardt on Sunday. In the Penrith Rejects Cup. The Penrith Rejects Cup? Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose. Cleary, DWZ, ET. Yeah, only one of them was fired, though, wasn't he? So. Oh, well, they were all dropped. The better coach was actually fired. <laughs> the other one left. <laughs> was poached, as they say. But, you, you know, you got Appy, you got Lewis Brown. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I think Manly, very easily. They got to. They, well, they don't got to, but... Works out very well, given other games that are taking place around yes. us at the time, that if we were to get the two points here, and the one after that, and the one after that, particularly, you know, top four is a reality for these guys, yeah. they just got to reach out and grab it. And look, they, they handled the Tigers last time, and the, the Tigers were about playing at the same level. Um, the Tigers did give them some shit, though, in the first half. Yep. Uh, and I'd like to see them be a bit that more... That was at the start of the Tigers' comeback, though. Yeah, I'd like to see them be a bit more emphatic about it this time, though. Yeah, a couple of games on the bus, and they were starting to think that they were above their station a little. Yeah, yep. Uh, Wife-beating low-life AFB replaces uh, Tanganoa, who was good uh, last week. But um, Tigers presenting an unchanged lineup. I think Manly will get them, though. Um, yeah, what else do you expect me to say, though? And that is full time for episode 267. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Um, make sure you hit the like button, share the posts around. Uh, I see every week uh, the number grows of people sharing. And so uh, thank you very much to everyone who does so. Um, no reviews on iTunes this week. It's really simple, though. Just go on there. You can throw a star rating on there and drop a review in. Uh, Supercoach, the Wendell's. 
over NZ underscore Magpie 54, Ebenezer Rascals, Dingbats, Lamb of God, Junior Mints, Lucky Punks, Grey Ghosts, Sismi Timbers, Seaweed Steelers, and Tipping. Am I winning? No, you're not. You're second now with Kylie on top. Ooh. Tied on points. Uh, we got four-way tie on top with Kylie. Am I winning? Jimmy Pop, Mad Dog on 109. Then we go back one point to 108 with uh, Frag underscore Dog. That's a new name in the mix. Uh, Fabs, Terry G, Macca, and JB. And then we drop one point back to Norts. Has entered the top 10. Oh, fucking making the run so, home. He is. And so... Uh, the Bizarro Titan. The Bizarro Titan. So uh, up, up in Hamilton Island or, you know, you're on a cruise fucking somewhere at the minute. I'm not sure. How far the cruise is going, if Hamilton Island is the ultimate destination or on the way to somewhere else. But uh, I'm sure we'll find out in the tour tourist thing. Damn straight. He'll, uh, he'll hit us with that through the through the uh, coming week. But, uh, yep, thanks for listening. That's it. That's all we've got time for. Another late one. Get out and support your footy. Exactly. It's dying, you know, rugby league. Next week. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.